to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Warning. The Federal Communications Commission has determined the following content to be emotionally harmful. Young children should not view this content under any circumstances, even if supervised by a parent or guardian. The views and opinions expressed, including the depictions of persons of color and members of the LGBTQA community, do not reflect any official policy or position of the U.S. government. This program contains graphic language, violence, nudity, misogyny, racism, anti-Semitism, hate crimes, and depictions of sexual assault. Be advised. A lot of these, hold on a sec. A lot of these cultural crimes I've been complaining about can be blamed on the baby boomers. Something else I'm a little tired of hearing about. The baby boomers. Whiny, narcissistic, self-indulgent people with a simple philosophy. Give me it, it's mine! Give me that, it's mine! These people were given everything. Everything was handed to them. And they took it all, took it all. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and they stayed loaded for 20 years and had a free ride. But now they're staring down the barrel of middle-aged burnout, and they don't like it. They don't like it, so they've turned self-righteous. And they want to make things hard on younger people. They tell them, abstain from sex. Say no to drugs. As for the rock and roll, they sold that for television commercials a long time ago. So they could buy pasta machines and stair masters and soybean futures. Soybean futures. You know something? They're cold, bloodless people. It's in their slogans, it's in their rhetoric. No pain, no gain. Just do it. Life is short, play hard. Shit happens, deal with it. Get a life. These people went from do your own thing to just say no. They went from love is all you need to whoever winds up with the most toys wins. And they went from cocaine to Rogaine. something they're still counting grams only now it's fat grams and the worst of it is the rest of us have to watch these commercials on tv for levi's loose fitting jeans and fat ass docker pants because these degenerate yuppie boomer cocksuckers couldn't keep their hands off the croissants and the haagen and their big fat asses have spread all over and they have to wear fat ass docker pants fuck these boomers fuck these yuppies and fuck everybody, now that I think of it. Well, sometimes in comedy you have to generalize. Your podcast will fail. It's just a coincidence that you were talking about the Jack and Triumph show and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, guy makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at Smodcast.com, and you're listening to the Two Strangers One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit Two Strangers One Podcast.net. Now, here's Chris Cologne and Paul Pasquillo. Well, hello and welcome to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. And okay, Boomer, 
<laughs> okay, boomer. Uh, I hate I hate that whole thing. As, a, as, as, as I mean, don't get me wrong. I like it. It it is it is fucking annoying, but uh, I just you know I'm not gonna I I like it, but I, it it played itself out over the past couple of days. It's played it. itself out for a while, <laughs> but it is true. I, or like you know when when someone gives you some fucking like you know, and it's it's stuff we've been complaining about this shit for years about how fucked up the economy is. You know how like you know our you know the the, the world our parents came into was a hell of a lot more better equipped than what we were handed. You know the shit sandwich we were handed, but. uh a hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah, I mean, you know, and and I had uh, for those who follow me on Facebook or whatever, like the guy from the killer from Too Many Cook, the guy who plays the killer from Too Many Cook. Uh, you know, he had I had posted a thing about OK Boomer, and he had posted a thing on my wall which was about like you know let's not make it about OK Boomer because you know the the real fight is between like you know you know the the rich who want to continue to run run this country and the stuff like that. And I, I get what he's saying, like you know, like you know, I I, I get what. But he's where he's coming out but you know and i'm like yeah but how many fucking millennial millionaires do you know mm. you know how many millionaire uh, gen xers i mean you know i would you know i'm technically gen x you know I'm, I'm the tail end of gen x but i'm certainly gen x don't fuck i don't lump me with the with the millennials no offense right to you. No, <laughs> no offense to you paul um but Wait, you're calling me a millennial is that what you're, you're i think by by, te- by most definitions you're 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 by i mean not you don't have a millennial attitude but you fucking you know you, you fall into the the millennial bracket right i mean i'm 35 years old so i was born in 1984 there boy I think I think anything after like X and I swear I'm not saying that just because it's your birth. I, I think anything after eighty three is technically millennial. <laughs> but you know, uh, and from eighty three to you know whatever another. But you know, but then again, like Gen X, like when it's in, I'm tail end of Gen X because there were there are people who say like, oh, Gen X ends like at seventy, like from seventy to seventy five or whatever, or eighty. And if it, right. if it's eighty, then it's good for me. Then I'm I'm not good, but you know that makes me Gen Xer. But um, you know. Uh, I mean, I get what he's saying that, you know, what, what the, his guy, his name was William Tukarski. And, uh, you know, I get what he's saying. But once again, how many, how many millionaire millennials do you have? How many millionaire Gen Xers do you have? I can't think of any besides entertainment people, you know, besides people like in, in sports and, and, yeah. and, 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 uh, you know, uh, musical performers and stuff like that, people of that nature. Okay. Those are millionaires. It's it, not representing the the entirety of the fucking entire generation because what you know uh you know you look at a elon musk well maybe not elon musk that's that's, that's kind of a little i guess he's on my mind because we'll stuff we'll talk about later on but you know when you think about people that are people that are known big in industries none of them are gen x8 or or even millennial age yeah. you know maybe maybe mark zuckerberg <laughs> you know and like yeah mark's probably the only one honestly i mean th- like uh, off the top of my head that's the only person i could think of that's like gen x age that's like you know incredibly rich that's not involved with entertainment you know and of course you know with this generation being the way it is you know we're the the internet generation the you know the uh, information superhighway uh generation or whatever you know we grew up you know with uh you know with technology at our fingers i mean of course when i was you know it was it was things were a lot different when i was younger but i mean as i've grown up you know our generation has you know gone from from fucking phones that were wired into a wall to fucking you know the the computer that's in your pocket is just as powerful as yeah, the computer uh, on your desk you know people don't understand that like some of us like well i mean for me you it was probably a little bit older so oh wait you're what 52 no 52 <laughs> 42, <laughs> 42, 42 jesus 42 jesus christ um so when you were 24 or 25 you probably were able to get your first cell phone when i was like 17 or 18 i was able to get my first cell phone 
Yeah, I didn't get. Yeah, I was. I got my first cell phone. I got my first cell phone after nine eleven, and it was because of nine eleven. Like you know, because like at that particular time, I still, I still had a beeper. I still had a pager, and like I remember even like my even like on nine eleven, uh, like when police cars are rushing by my apartment because I was living in downtown Manhattan, and I could hear I, them on the highway. Like my dad paged me, you know, nine one one. And, you know, and oddly enough, it means it means a little something. Nine one one means something different today, but you know, he meant yeah. for me to call him as soon as I can, and uh, so I called him, and you know, and, and I, I swear, like I was the my eyes were blurry, I wasn't I wasn't fully awake. I, I heard the police cars driving by my car, by, by, driving by my by my apartment, and like you know, my dad telling me at the time we still were kind of not unclear on what, what exactly what was going on, but my dad was like, they blew up the World Trade Center and the Pentagon, and I'm like, is this a dream? Like, but I mean, I mean, my point being is that I had a fucking cell, I had a, a a beeper back then, and I thought I was the fucking man, you know, at that particular time, you know, I was living, well, I had an apartment with my uncle. Oh, I I remember the the whole beeper thing, man. I remember that. What I'm saying is, dude, like, dude, I was a grown man with a fucking job, and but like I and I thought I was the man with the beeper, but you know, beepers a fucking seem like nowadays by today's standards seem like a fucking archaic you know sending out smoke signals (laughs) i i I think i I think doctors still use that though i'm not sure though well doctors use it because they have services and stuff like that and and, right i I, I think it might be it might be a little bit different now but yeah i think they still use for beepers right now like you can't take it down like not maybe that's not the right word but it they're it's a different technology than the than current cell phones, and like I guess I guess I think it's put like this: like for you to run the whole network of beepers, you know, uh, it, you know, uh, let's use easy numbers, you know, you know, it only costs you know two million dollars to run the entire fucking country's worth of beeper network, whereas opposed to a cell phone network is you know a hundred and fifty million. You know, the the beeper network only costs two million to maintain. You know, it's it's like super duper cheap and. And pretty much, you know, any new layer of technology you put on top of it, beepers go like unchanged. So it's sort of like, you know, it's it's, it's such a cheap infrastructure to keep up because, you know, it's fucking, <laughs> you know, it's a text message right. <laughs> for all intents and purposes. And, um, you know, we, we, we've gotten spoiled by our technology. But, yeah, so, you know, but, you know, what when will, you know, we have to our generation, we have to wait for old people to die. <laughs> you know like like we're yeah. not we, we have no fucking foothold whatsoever and of course you know you know the american way would say okay well, you have to innovate and do something instructive and do something constructive and you know but there seems to be so many fucking uh things in our way and the funny thing is you know the and i you know i hate to say the boomers but you know the boomers are now doing everything they can to stay alive you know <laughs> so with health and technology being the way they are you know these boomers are taking yoga. <laughs> These boomers are are eating well. You know, when our parents are young, their parents drank whiskey all day, ate steaks all. <laughs> you know, you had you had steaks five nights a week. You know, uh, you know they weren't even thinking about eating healthy. They, you know, our our parents' parents, you know, smoked three packs of cigarettes a day. They died early. <laughs> we come they have all the fucking resources and all these all our parents are, are doing their best to fucking like stay alive and fucking you know they're not going you know the, these old people running on the side of the road and shit like that like what the fuck we're never gonna get our chance and then we got the millennials up our ass you know <laughs> crying about everything yeah I'm just saying. Well, I, I laugh. I, I laugh because like the the best one the best one out there is the one that I was sharing where like it says it's the whole Yoda one where he's like he's like do or do not and then uh, it has the 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 cute looking we'll little Yoda, Yoda that we'll talk. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that later. I'm sure, but uh, and then he's just like listen here, you little shit. <laughs> I'm like that's that's the best one right there. 
Because it's, I mean, you know, it's, I don't know where this okay boomer thing came from, but I'm just kind of just like, listen, like if your excuse is, if you're going to use boomer as the fact that I have logic and you're just trying to defeat my logic with boomer, that's not going to get you anywhere. Because I'm still right. <laughs> just, yeah. you're just... Well, no, you know I'm just, I mean? it's, like, but no, but I'm saying when, when people say, okay, boomer, it's sort of like that out of touch where it's like, you know, when you were younger, or when we were younger, you know, our parents or people, our parents age would say something like, oh, well, if you want a job, you just got to march in there and give them your, your resume and call them every day until they hire you and stuff like that. Like they give you this advice that the rules have changed since then. And around the time when, when, when our, our parents were in the job market looking for a job, people were actually treated like human beings. You know, when, mm-hmm. when nowadays, you know, people are treated like fucking disposable numbers. Everybody works for minimum wage. No one gives a shit about your jobs aren't paying out for you to live um, uh, a, a sustainable lifestyle. So they're used to turnover. All of these companies have gotten used to fucking, you know, pumping out people where, oh, you know what? If we got a fire, you know, we'll get, we'll put an ad on fucking monster.com or Craigslist or whatever, and we'll have a new person here tomorrow. And so, you know, when, when a boomer would say something like, oh, well, you just got to go in there and give them your resume and stuff like that and make sure you go to college because college is, you know, you're going to need college to get a job and stuff like that. The, the market has changed so much differently that it's not the, it's not like the boomer are trying to give us bad advice but the world has changed and the world has moved on from the world that they come from that like you know they they're they're giving us bad advice it's like it's like when a rich person when they talk about like people that are poor and they're like have you tried like not being poor you know why don't you work harder you know if you if you worked harder you'd be rich and i'm like no you can't work harder because the system is fucking stacked against you know the 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 rules and everything you can't get shit done you know and then working harder for a job what's you well, know, if you work a, you work forty hours a week and you're barely living, and you fucking don't even have Medicaid or Medicare or, or some kind of insurance and benefits and stuff like that, you can't even fucking take care of yourself. You're too busy fucking hustling. Yeah. And by when you're not working, you're sleeping to fucking, <laughs> you know, before your body collapses. Right. And and and, yeah. I, and I think like I, I think that people don't get the fact that it's you know it's more or less the fact that if you look at it you for example here in new york state for those that don't live in here live in new york state and are going to be living that are live outside of rochester too um here in rochester it's going to be 12 50 in two years the the minimum wage when i started working i don't know about you chris but i was making five i think i think the minimum wage was five i don't remember if it was still 515 or it was 535 but you have to keep in mind that you know a lot of us and even if i am considered a millennial some of us that are in the 30s range we still remember starting out work at like five dollars and whatever and change money i mean if you had a job that was paying 15 dollars an hour you could pay for everything and still be okay now you can't you can't you i mean yeah a single person that's making 1250 probably will be okay but again it's like you know when we when we sit there and we say like our parents had it better you got to keep in mind like my parents bought their house for 60 to 70 grand and paid it off. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I were to turn that, if in that house will be mine at some point, if, if I were to take that house and flip it, I would probably make a 40. I mean, I don't remember what the last assessment was on it, but, and I'm not going to give you kind of like, I, did I, did I say how much they, they paid for it? Like, what did I say? Did I say that? I don't Just know. 60 or whatever. Yeah. 60 to 70. So, I mean, I could probably double that, honestly. Because of how the, the the prices are with houses, you know, I'm seeing shitty houses. Like even shitty houses are going for almost a hundred grand, and you're kind of looking at it like, no, <laughs> like no, I'm not paying a hundred thousand for this. You know what I mean? Like what my parents paid for. I, I'm sorry. Let me let me backtrack that. What my parents used to paid for the house that they have 
Mm-hmm. Shitty houses are going for that price, is what I'm saying. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I should have made that a little bit better. But, you know, it's I, I think people don't understand that it's not easy to go and get a $100,000 house. You can't. You have to live in the in the country. Like in Pennsylvania, like um, – my ex is my ex's dad. His I see like apartments are like six fifty. Uh, like a two bedroom apartment is like six six hundred fifty dollars, with some of the things included. Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking at houses down there for the same price as what my my parents paid, and it's it, you're just sitting there going okay. And now get there again. Pennsylvania probably has different laws, but. You sit there and you go, well, so I have to live all out in the country where I'm going to have to have a banjo to to literally like afford to live. And then on, on that context, if I have to do that, then I'm still going to have to and then I'm going to have to drive like almost in like 30 minutes to an hour to get to my job now. Mm. And, you know, I don't I don't know about you, Chris, but I, I I'm I'm kind of under the impression of. I don't really want to do that. I want to I want to be close to my job. I want to be able to afford what I'm doing. Like it took me to this age to actually get my own place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so I mean look, I bought my house was 155 when I first bought it. You know what I'm saying? And I killed myself. I worked fucking, you know, I worked, you know, two overtimes a week. I used to work a 56 hour week. I paid $1700 a month in fucking, but it was that was my mortgage and insurance and property yeah, but- tax all lumped together. You know, I was killing myself, but then again, I, you know, and it's weird because as we're recording this, had I stayed in my last job, had 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 my life gone a little bit different, I would have hit my 20 year anniversary at my other job. And you know what? At this age, where I am right now, I don't know if I could work a 56 hour. I was killing myself for that fucking house. And you know, yeah, it's different when I was 32. <laughs> I could work a 56 hour week when I was 32. I'm 42 now. And like, I mean, I work a 40 hour week and, and, you know, I have a really cool boss and, and my hours are very flexible. I couldn't have, I don't think I, you know, and with, 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 with the state corrections, it was 25 years to retirement. So I would have been five years away from retirement, which okay, is, sounds fucking fantastic. But like for me to, for me to afford my house, you know, I, I don't know if I could have, I couldn't keep, I couldn't keep up working a 56 hour well, week for 20 fucking years, you know? And, I mean, I, I, not to, not to cut you off, but mm-hmm. I mean, your, your situation is a little bit different because you're living at you're talking about your the house you had right yeah my the so, home that i bought yeah right 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 so we're talking about a house that's just outside of new york city basically yeah, yeah. so i mean that that i really expect to be a shitload of fucking money and i mean i mean that's why a lot of people aren't living in new york city and you know commuting to get in the city because it's so much fucking money to live in this city that that's a that's a huge acceptance look at fucking la i mean people are going into debt just because of how expensive it is to live there mm-hmm. you know what i mean even outside of the city and that's why people are leaving these these bigger cities and going to the the middle of the country and other states that don't have high taxes because you know they can't afford it you have to live where you can live you know yeah so i completely understand that it's just you know it's for me like i think people don't have the perspective of what we have which is fine i mean you were born way later than me so you know what i mean but it's you know they they have to understand that when somebody says listen my parents literally got away with buying i mean my grandfather let, let me let me give this example my grandfather had like five or six gas stations around the city of rochester mm-hmm. like when, and uh, this is obviously what in the 60s or 70s i think mm-hmm. but like you, you know what i'm saying like you look at that and you go okay so my grandfather was able to buy to have all these businesses have um a, va- uh, a vacation home in on Aranaquay bay 
and then a vacation home up in the Thousand Islands. And he was able to do all of that on the amount of money that he made. How in the hell can nobody even start a business now? How in the hell can nobody afford what they're doing now? You know what I mean? Yeah. So when banks I, have I, fucking I, I, predatory loans and and, yeah. and and you know the 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 interest rates are through the fucking roof and you know and quite frankly let's I mean let's be real here you know when when so much of uh you know when money is going to bail out fucking millionaires you know when they when when our taxes are going to bail out fucking millionaires and billionaires when it well, should be that shit wasn't going on when your grandfather right. had his businesses that shit wasn't going on they weren't bailing out fucking everyone had you know they had that mentality of pick you up by your own bootstraps and you know that's all fine and well and nowadays we got billionaires who who've paid off politicians and you know and when a company you know they should have let those companies fail if you can't maintain your well, fucking business you should have fucking failed and and, and it's, it goes along with the it goes along the lines of the same thing of talking about like taxes like you're talking about where is where where we sit there and this is a conversation we're now starting to have and this is a logical conversation we start we should start having where should we start taxing people for their money or where should we like very you know like okay so if you're making if you're making over $50,000 yeah, you should start getting taxed. And the reason why is because at that point, you're you're kind of hitting a luxury at that point. You know what I mean? Like you're you're kind yeah, of you're making, hitting Yeah, if you're making I mean, I would I'll be honest, I'd say a little higher. I'd say after $100,000 only, you know, only because yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying is once you hit that any your life is, you know, you, everything that you need to live has been taken care of if you're making a hundred thousand right. dollars. And I know they say, you know, more money, more problems. And, and, you know, you get into bigger debt and shit like that. But I mean, to keep a roof over your head, to keep a roof, you know, you and your family are living very comfortably if you mm-hmm. have an income of a hundred thousand dollars, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and of exactly. course, you know, the, we have the American dream where, you know, you know, the champagne and fucking caviar, but, you know, at a hundred thousand dollars, nobody's going hungry. Nobody has fucking, you know, uh, no one's sweating fucking medical bills. No one is sweating, <laughs> you know, or, you know, at the very least, you know, you, you, you have the wheels are rolling for you to fucking to live comfortably. Right. You know, you know and, unless you're and, absolutely and I, full with your money. But I'm also, I'm also like, you know, and th- this, I mean, all of this obviously is making sense of why we're talking about the whole boomer thing, but you know, it, it, it's, it's like, you know, Elizabeth Warren says that she wants to tax these millionaires, like tax a good chunk of their money. And I completely understand why people would sit there and say, yeah, yeah, we should do that. But here's the thing. We're also talking about an American dream. So what incentivizes me to become a millionaire if a shitload of my money is not going to be there and I'm just going to be a normal average person you know what i mean like what what's the incentive for me to invent something to become a millionaire and make all this money there's no incentive for that honestly so you know it's i think people you know and i would consider myself a moderate um sit there and they go okay should we tax the rich yes but here's the other question how far do we tax the rich because if you tax the rich too much you take away the american dream and then we're kind of fucked or do you tax them, say, 30 to 40 percent of their pay, making sure they can't dis- they can't make any like um, deductions? Then, yeah, you should be. Then that makes sense to me. You know what I mean? So I-, I think the whole boomer thing is more or less like people saying, you know, people more in our age range are saying, hold up. Let's not just go. Let's not go like 100 percent onto what like a progressive wants. Let's I mean, let's pull this back a little bit and do this. As it's supposed to be progressively, not like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I feel like they're, they're, the young people want everything free 
And I know I sound old, but this is the, this is what the whole boomer thing is about. People want to be people want everything given to them, whereas we had to work for everything. Chris, you work two jobs. I've I had to work two jobs up to April of this year. You know what I mean? Like I now I make enough money where I can pay for my rent and do what I need to do. And that's the thing. Like, you know, people don't realize that if you're not with somebody else or you're not like if say like me and Chris got an apartment. Like if you don't have a second income to help you pay for a house, because face it, I mean, if if Chris wanted to get a nice place, if he wanted to get a nice place out here in the suburbs, he probably have to like, you know, live with me or somebody else and pay half half the mortgage and half the bills. Right. Am I right? Like, you know what I mean? And, you know, that that, that may eventually. What was that? I'm sorry. I mean, if I found a woman worth a damn, you know, I was like, <laughs> well, no, I mean, even even if it was just like me and you just. Just going in in a house where like you lived like downstairs or something and I was whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like because you've been to my house downstairs is like its own apartment kind of. Mm-hmm. So like if, if you found a place like that where like, you know, you could do that. And I have the upstairs and whatever else like, you know, that would be great. But then it's like, you know, you have to have in the, enough money to be able to do that kind of stuff. That's the problem. Like you can't go into these places without um, you know, having the money and, and think about this too, like here in this complex that I'm living, there's a lot of RIT students, surprisingly, mm-hmm. Roster Institute of Technology students. And I'm like sitting here going, I'm like, huh, okay. So they must be, I mean, these apartments aren't that are, are expensive. So either a, they're going in with other people or B, you know, their parents are paying for it. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like this isn't, I mean, there's a reason why, the percentage of people living with their parents till 30 or between 30 and 40 mm-hmm. is going up because everything is going up. Everything is too expensive. Well, they they, they fucked the, the system. I mean, not, 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 not a, maybe not on purpose. And I'm not, you know, I'm not sitting here like the boomers, like, haha, we're going to fuck the system. But they got so fucking greedy that by the time, you know, the, yeah. by, by the baton, by the time the batons handed to us, we have nothing. <laughs> you know, like, you know, they, they, you know, they got handed a fucking five pound baton and they're handing us a fucking 100 pound baton you know and we right. can't run because there's there's so many fucking obstacles in our way that they and and you know like it reminds me of like when i was when i wasn't when i was a corrections officer we would go um you know we were part of a union and we had our, our, our union would negotiate with the state and stuff like that and state corrections had no respect from the state the state always disrespect the state correct um but this so the union would go something like this and 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 this and this is the shit and it's you know it's fucked up when you think about it but it, it's just fucking the way it goes they would go okay we can get you guys you know a seven percent raise and they're like okay that's you know something like that okay so but this is what we're going to do this is just for the people that are working for the state right now. What we're going to do is anybody who's hired after you guys gets, you know, uh, they're going to get paid 7% less than what you're getting paid now or what you are, what you did get paid at entry level. Yeah. That and was your course, last job, you know, <laughs> you know, and that's all. And so it was, and so of course we're like, yeah, fuck the next guy. You know, we're here now. We want our money now. And so, you know, and mm-hmm. then what would happen is then the next guy would come in, you know, the next guy got paid, you know, was making 7% less than what I did starting. And that money got transferred to me, you know, and, and, and that's why, you know, we have jobs that have no fucking benefit. Yeah. But, you know, the people talk about, you know, oh, under Trump, you know, unemployment's, you know, has gone down or whatever. Yeah, because the pro- proliferation of Minimum bullshit, bullshit, shitty jobs that offer no fucking benefits and exactly. no real fucking, uh, you know, no real, mm-hmm. you know, 
it, it, it's basically, you know, George Carlin had that joke. He goes, you know, the rich have all the money, pay, pay none of the taxes. The middle class, uh, you know, does all the taxes, you know, pays all the taxes, does all the work. And the, and the poor are there to scare the shit out of the middle class. And that's the whole thing is that, like people are working now because they don't want to be poor, you know, and, a, and people have been squeezed to the fucking point where they'll take a fucking bullshit minimum wage job because it's better than, you know, you know, and, and you know, and people do have pride. There are good people out there who want to fucking work, you know, you know, the people, you know, and don't be wrong. Yes, there are plenty of fucking people on public assistance who are pieces of shit and ain't doing anything with their fucking lives and all they want to do is sit around all day. Don't get me wrong. Yes, there absolutely are people like that, but there are good yep. people who just want to fucking work, but the job, mm-hmm. the job market's so fucking bad that, you know, but they got kids and they got bills and they got shit they got to take care of and yep. they don't want to live on a fucking government assistance. And, and, yeah. And, and but the but once the 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 fucking Sisyphus rolling the fucking rock up the hill, <laughs> only for the rock to fucking roll back down. It's like the system is already you know set up against them. <laughs> they're pushing this big right, rock right. up the fucking hill, and just, you know. I just want to say two, two two more quick things because I know we've we've been on this a little bit, so yeah. and we'll move on. Um, I'm sure you want to move on here, but um, like you know, one thing that I that I you know that they teach you in school. One of the the one things that they actually teach you in school um, is this whole notion of, well, you need to get a 401k. You need to save up money. You should get an IRA. You should get this, that, and the other. Here's the problem. If you don't have the money to put in the IRA or the 401k, you can't do that. And that's the fucking problem. It's not like, you know, like my boss would say to me, he's like, oh, you should start a a 401k. And now that I have the money, I can. And I'm going to maybe put like $2 in because they match. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So... You know, and, and, you know, as I get more money, I'll probably add another dollar, another dollar, another dollar. But here's the thing, Chris. It's like you sit here and you look at it and you go, how am I supposed to save up money for this? Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to do this and that and the other when I can't even fucking pay for um, the, the small things that I need to? That's why, like, it, you know, this is that's what we're trying to say to people. These these younger people, I would say the ones that are coming up, the ones that are in their early 20s to to late teens, like, you're going to have it hard. You're not going to be able to pay for the things that we could pay for. You know what I mean? And be lucky that your parents give you any money because guess what? They're probably running out of money too. And that's the thing, like, you know, like, you know, and and, and one other quick point Mm -hmm. is like, you know, Trump says, you know, we, we sit here and we talk about like, oh, well, Trump, the unemployment's really low under Trump. But here's the problem. As the minimum wage goes up in states like New York, um, you have people that are getting minimum wage jobs. It's the whole reason why nurses pushed when New York State decided to upgrade their uh, their minimum wage and said, listen, we're not going to get paid minimum wage to do what we're doing. You're going to up our pay. And if you don't, we're not doing this job. And by the way, Chris, Rochester is turning into like the nursing doctor capital of the fucking world mm-hmm. here. You know that. I mean, they're going to they're turning marketplace like a quarter of marketplace mall is now going to be U of R. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's one of these things where you sit there and you go, "Whoa. Okay. This is this is the reason why we're not doing well. If I had known this was going to happen, Chris, I'm dead ass serious. Mm-hmm. I would have never gotten a bachelor's degree. I would have never gone to college because mm-hmm. it's a waste of money now. Well, Minimum well, wage. <laughs> a yeah. boomer would have told me. <laughs> a boomers would have said, go to college, get your degree and get a good job. And it's like, once again, and, and not that they're trying to lead people. You know, and like even like when I was in corrections, I didn't want to fuck over the next guy. But it's sort of like, you know, you live in a world where you you go, hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do to take care of yourself. 
and it exactly. fucks over the next guy. And the parent, like once again, a, a boomer would say, "Oh, you got to go to college." And and once again, not that you're trying to fuck you, like, "Ah, we're gonna we're gonna get this guy fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt." But you know, and now even the college system's gotten this fucked up. You know, the colleges, you know, the way they're using and abusing money and stuff like that. And and you know, uh, there was a really good John Oliver uh, one about that. Like these colleges, you know, and then like just to justify their input, like you know, they're always adding additions to buildings and you know, taking buying more land and you know, it's like this, it's this constant uh they justify their existence by by you know and and it's like where the f- and where the fuck is all this money going you know when it comes to, you know and, and they and just like with charities you know they spend all this fucking money trying to you know suck the dicks of the of of uh of the alumni you know and for what they spent you know you know they'll spend millions of dollars you know they spend one million dollars trying to just keep track of alumni and but of course when all is said and done if they could get two million dollars in donations it's for them it's a worthwhile investment but it's sort of this weird it's this weird fucking monster that it, it won't stop and that's the whole thing is that this shit needs to be regulated and 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 put a fucking stop to because you know colleges are are are, are charging kids and and you know and of course you know the the system you know with with student loans is and what i worked i literally worked in a place that really helps stop help people get their student loans out of out of uh uh you know um Oh, shit, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, I worked at a place, and and trust me, a part of my job was investigating people, looking up people's jobs, finding people, finding out where someone works, so they could start fucking uh, taking money out of their paycheck. You know, my job was finding people, so you know they could get into their their tax refund. You know, because then what? You know, you call someone, and I swear, you know, because you get to, you know you call these people enough times in a day or you know you call them enough times over the course of months you get to know these people a little bit here and there and they oh they, i can't talk right now i can't talk right now i can't talk right now or they just stop answering the phone call then all of a sudden tax time comes along and they realize that their fucking tax return was taken then all of a sudden they're calling you hey you talked to me about <laughs> getting getting my student loans out of you know out of uh i want to say foreclosure that's not the right word you know uh right. but you know default that's what you're getting student loans out of default and you know now all of a sudden <laughs> when you're taking their tax return and the whole thing is you know, a lot of people look forward to the tax return of you know getting you know getting their fucking lives in order i'm oh, sorry about that and uh so all of a sudden you know now everyone wants to talk to you when you when you when you when you ta- take their tax return or take or start to get it you know garnishing their paycheck and you know but the, you know it, it's you know student loan debt is one of the few things that survives even if you go into fucking bankruptcy you could declare bankruptcy your student loans don't go anywhere and it's this, right they set up this system where you know, they, you know, it was, it was a, it was a fucking fat, they, people were living off the fat off the land. You know what I'm saying? The government was, the government was helping people with their student loans and all these co- the colleges. Oh yeah, we could keep charging more, charging more, charging more, you know, and now it's a fucking day of reckoning where, you know, people can't fucking pay the loans and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you're putting people in fucking debt, you know, and then there's companies like the one I worked for, which is buying these loans and doing their best to collect on them. when they, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like, you know, it, 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 you know, it's this weird, you know, there's this whole industries built on, you know, trying to collect, you know, and I work for one of the quote unquote good ones. You know, there's ones out there where they're, you know, they're calling people and harassing them and breaking the rules of, you know, you're not supposed to call someone more than, you know, certain times a day and certain times a week and all this other shit. And there's other companies that are fucking threatening people and, you know, putting their fucking, their lives in jeopardy or not lives, maybe not making those sort of sound serious, but you know, when, when your check starts getting garnished and you don't fucking get, you know, you don't get your tax return, you know, it, it makes you fucking like not want to go back to work. <laughs> it makes you just say, fuck it. I give up on life because, you know, I, I can't make yep. any fucking money. So, um, mm-hmm. I don't well, know. you know, I, I think we've, I think we've kind of mined <laughs> this, so to speak, but, I mean, we got some other other fish to fry tonight, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that boomers, I, I think the whole boomer thing is just it's stupid at this point. Listen, we know better than you, so go fuck yourself. That's basically my image. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So, but uh, I, I know there's something that Chris wants to talk about, and so do I. So we'll get to that one next. Yeah, so, uh, you know, with boomers and with people that are destroying this country, <laughs> for, you know, as they said, you know, the, the war of the rich versus the poor. Um, it was announced this week, I guess, that fucking Michael Bloomberg, former, uh, New York City uh, mayor. Two days ago. Michael Bloomberg has thrown his hat in her. Like, if things aren't fucked up and as fucking ass backward as they are, if we don't have enough people on the Chris. ballot. And, and the funny thing is, Paul, cause I know you say, you've said it before, you know, there's people coming in here and there. And I thought, okay, we got, I, I thought, okay, we had hit critical levels. At the point where I said, okay, now people are starting to fall off because now there, there are people waking up and realizing that they don't have a shot in hell. And so they're falling off. And then, uh, these two, these two guys, and I'll be they're honest, not, but yes, Pat, Duvall, Patrick, you'd mentioned to be, I'll be honest with you until so you mentioned his name, Tim. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. I'm, and I'll, so I'm not going to speak on him because, uh, I don't, I, I don't have enough information to speak about him or against him or anything like that. But, Mayor Bloomberg decides he gets a bug up his ass because once again, he's a millionaire with nothing but fucking money to spend. And earlier, right before the episode, I said, let me do a little bit of research. And he is literally spending, I think sometime just in the next week alone, he is spending $43 million in an advertising campaign to get actually, his. Actually, they're, they're saying that it, it may, he may actually pay, spend 300 million by the time we get to the first caucus. Yeah. Which is in Iowa. But I'm saying, I mean, like that's that's fucking insane. But to to let people know that he's here alive, like you know, like for people who may not have known, and quite frankly, I I kind of only knew about it because they goofed about it on Saturday Night Live. But you know, he's spending forty three, and then this next week, spending forty three million dollars in an advertising campaign to let people know once in this is another fucking millionaire stroking his ego uh you know it must be bored or something like that with nothing but fucking time on his hands to go, to go put himself in a position of power which of course you know you look the rich the rich only get richer and of course you know I know, i'm pretty sure you know it, it helps financially to be in a position of power so other fucking millionaires could fucking give you money and shit like that so, and campaign donations um and, and and my thing is that look mayor bloomberg i'm i'm, I'm jones in here chris get okay me in here. Yeah, yeah so let me let me get, let me let me, let me <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me spit out my couple of things and, and I'll, I'll acquiesce the floor to you, sir. Uh, you know, okay. Michael Bloomberg, the only reason we even know this cocksucker's name, you know, in New York City was because <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, because, you know, I mean, of course, we know Michael Bloomberg. I, I, I growing up in New York City, I, I mean, I remember hearing, you know, uh, Bloomberg Press and Bloomberg Radio and, 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 you know, uh, obviously the numbers speak for themselves. He is a quote unquote good businessman. If you want to say, if there's, a, if there's any such thing as a good businessman, he is a guy who's, 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 who's built a fucking media empire. And I won't take that away from him. The only reason this cocksucker is even famous or even because at that, that particular point, he was running as a Republican and, uh, it was right after, not right after, you know, Rudy Giuliani being the mayor of New York City. Um, after 9-11, his approval ratings shot through the roof because, you know, at that particular time, you know, as, you know, we called him America's mayor, 
Rudy Giuliani, uh, who, mind you, on September 10th was not doing that great. Rudy Giuliani was slipping really badly. And, you know, in New York City, we had, you know, you know even Rudy Giuliani was like a guest host on Saturday Night Live. You know, there was a whole sketch where he's a, he play, he's playing a, a cab driver who's complaining nothing about Giuliani. And I was doing friggin' Giuliani. You know, he was not doing good. 9-11 happened. And he snapped and popped and he did everything he could to get New York City back in order. And, and, and America fell in love with him. And that's the Rudy Giuliani I know and love. And of course, you know, I grew up in New York City before Rudy Giuliani. I, you know, from the shit when you see the movie The Warriors or you see the movie Taxi Driver, that fucked up, uh, uh, garbage filled New York, uh, you know, where you stop at a stop sign, you stop at a red light, the guys will come out and try to, you know, clean your squeegee or windshield and shit like that. You know, I've seen him clean up Chinatown and I seen him clean up little Italy and got rid of the mafia and got and 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 cleaned up Chinatown and you know where back in the day you could buy fucking M80s and all that shit uh he cleaned that shit up he got the mob out of New York City or at least you know to the point where you know people weren't fucking dying in the streets you know Rudy Giuliani made a difference at the at, at, mind you I'm talking 20 fucking years ago Rudy Giuliani made a difference in New York City and he was America's mayor and he was riding fucking high and the only reason this cocksucker Michael Bloomberg fucking made it was because he was running as a Republican and Rudy Giuliani playing party lines because that's what politicians do gave Bloomberg his endorsement and everyone in New York City welcome New York City a blue fucking city New York City, you know, <laughs> Democrats of all, you can't get any more Democrats. Besides, you know, New York and Los Angeles are the most democratic fucking cities in the world. Welcome Michael Bloomberg with fucking open arms because our, our hearts still belong to Rudy Giuliani. And we let this fucking millionaire, billionaire cocksucker in who has his head up his ass and is not a fucking politician, you know, let New York, you know, I'll, I'll give me a second, Paul. I got you know, let New York slip from the, from the, from the high standards that Rudy Giuliani had. Cause Rudy Giuliani really was holding New York City at high standards. Um, he was holding the police accountable for their actions. Um, but also he gave the police, he gave the police power. And I, and, and, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I, don't be wrong. I, yes, I lean very left, but I, I also support the police because, you know, as a correction officer a while and with family and NYPD and friends in NYPD, you know, uh, you you have to give cops teeth. You can't let cops fucking have have civilians walk all over them. Unfortunately, you know you can sit there and say, "Oh, cops are bastards," and they're fine. If the cops are bastards, they're keeping fucking shit in line. And and so then, but then Bloomberg started this fucking stop and frisk thing, where now where it was one thing to empower the police, yes, absolutely empower the police, but then to install this fucking bullshit stop and frisk policy, which basically all it meant. And, and once again, I left, I lean left, so it's stopping black and Latino men, you know. And don't be wrong, look, if the cops arrested, <laughs> you know, if I'm a cop and I arrest nine guys and all of them are wearing big puffy jackets and saggy jeans and all of them have drugs and guns on them, you know what? If I see another guy on the street that has puffy, <laughs> puffy jacket and saggy jeans, you know, I'm going to stop him too. You know why? Because the first nine that I picked up had fucking drugs and, and guns on. Them. So, uh, I mean, don't be wrong, I'm not a fan of stop and frisk, but also, don't dress like a fucking criminal. If you if you don't want to be if you want to be accidentally considered a criminal, don't dress up like a fucking criminal. But I mean, he installed he he basically allowed this stop and frisk, which was a very racist program. Mm-hmm. And I know I sound like a hypocrite because I'm mm-hmm. supporting both sides. But he allowed this stop and frisk program. Um, once again, uh, standard slipped in the fucking city. He allowed the fucking gentrification. I law lo- I cannot live where I was fucking born and raised because of Michael Bloomberg because of post nine when 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 for every homeless person that's in New York City and and. And that's happened, but that's also a de Blasio issue. But for every homeless person that's in New York City, there are three empty apartments. 
They're and because the landlords and the greed has gotten so fucking bad that there are landlords illegally um, using their apartments of fucking you know Airbnb and, and and landlords that have they've jacked up the rates so fucking high that people cannot afford to live until some other rich little fucking uh, some rich little fucking cunty kid from the middle of the country whose dad's owned a car dealership on, the only way he can get that apartment is because dad's paying his fucking bills you know can come and live in his apartment and the landlords make so much money from the from the rent that they could afford to let an apartment go empty for a little while because they gotta and 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 Bloomberg his infinite fucking wisdom let this shit happen and did not fucking regulate real estate because why? Because people who have real estate have a lot of fucking money and he looks out for his own and 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 so let let the real estate issue go out of the fucking and then when he fucking finally does take a stand like you know after stopping frisk and letting fucking uh, the the housing market go to shit that I can't even afford to live where I fucking grew up what is his big fucking championing thing? I'm gonna ban uh, sugar and soda. I'm gonna ban fountain sodas. Of all the fucking things, you know, New York post 9/11, fucking building the fucking <laughs> the World Trade Center back and all this other shit. This motherfucker decides to go after 64 ounce sodas. Is that that is that that's the that's the fucking hill you're gonna die on, you fucking rich coxa? Your head is so far up your ass that that's where you go to fucking worry about soda. So I mean, I, I'm gonna acquiesce to 40 in just a sec. So so that's. My point is, he might be he might be a good businessman, and I use the quotes "good quote <laughs> businessman," but that does not make him a good politician. A good businessman fucks people over. A good businessman does not give a shit about their about their employee. And 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 a politician is supposed to care about the people. And unfortunately, the system's gotten so fucked that you know you think that that that, that you know running uh, you know their you know politicians' job has just gotten to put money in their own fucking pockets and having a, a reputation and having a career after they get out of the fucking office. And I acquiesce mm-hmm. the floor to you, sir. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, mine might be equally as long, so I guess I have to uh, shut the fuck up on that. Um, so I was the one. I was the one that sat here and said all these fucking people getting into the Democratic nomination for president was going to fuck up our shit. Mm-hmm. And I said that if if this doesn't get equal itself out by you know very soon, we were gonna fuck ourselves over. Well, folks. We're going to fuck ourselves over. Mm-hmm. Um, so Patrick Duvall, or Duvall Patrick, I'm sorry. Um, this guy was the governor of Massachusetts at one point. Mm-hmm. He's now, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't have it in front of me anymore, Chris. Um, he's the he's a director on... Um, Something in Bain Capital? Bain Capital, correct. Yeah. So that's the reason why people are like, wait a minute, why in the hell are you running? You're, you're on the same thing that Mick, Mick Romney had, so go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. And no, we're not voting for you. So, um, he 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 had like a a town hall or something the other night. Um, and I don't remember where it was, but he had like like he had like over a hundred seats and nobody showed up. Mm-hmm. At so, Morehouse, right? Was that the yeah, end of the yeah. At Morehouse, a, a, a traditionally black college, and this here's a guy. He's a black politician who somehow through fucking. I mean, once again, I just learned about this guy before the fucking podcast. Became like the fucking governor of Massachusetts. <laughs> Massachusetts, notoriously racist. After Mitt Romney, but I was saying, but exactly. I think it was after Mitt Romney, but yeah. But yeah, uh, you know, um, exactly. Probably, probably with his with help from his buddy Mitt Romney, Bain Capital Mitt Romney. Uh, but once again, you know, uh, winning fucking traditionally racist Massachusetts. I mean, let's fucking call it what it is. You know, racist, mm. you know, they call them assholes for a reason. And I mean, I'm from New York, and I have every right in my it's my blood right to fucking hate people from massachusetts so you know for for a black man to win uh there it's, it means something it means he has 
power. And I guess maybe, I guess if you do have enough money, you can, you know, spread it enough, spread it around enough to fucking win an election. But go on, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, um, so Deval Patrick, that was a joke for you to get in. Just move along. By the way, he didn't even, he didn't even get in. He didn't even get in time to uh, register for, I believe, I know one was Alabama. There was another state that he had to register for too. So he can't even, he's not even a candidate on those ballots. Mm-hmm. So there's that. So um, what happened? So I'm just going to put him to the side. I think that was stupid for you to come in. You're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have Bloomberg, the guy that sat there and was like, no, I'm not going to run. He, he was saying this in the end of September. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to run. Mm-hmm. Because Biden isn't, like hitting it out of the park this guy thinks he can come in and win and here's what really pisses me off not only does it piss me off that they fucking allow these two fucks to come into the fucking democratic uh democratic nomination process this fucking late Mm -hmm. in the goddamn process but it's also the 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 point that this guy and i don't know if you heard this chris this is going to piss you off even more Mm -hmm. he's not gonna he's not gonna go into iowa new hampshire Nevada or South Carolina, the first four states. He's going to the Super Tuesday states first. So He's, wait, about you're going to skip over, right? So you're going to skip over all four states and try for other ones so that way you can win the election. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Like mm-hmm. this is, like I, I was watching CNN today and he already has fucking ads like Tom Steyer has on fucking CNN. And I'm just sitting here going, I don't get it. Like I just, I, I'm like, listen, like I understand that you were successful, Bloomberg. I understand that. You were one of those working class people that got billions of dollars. Great. That's the American dream. I commend you. You're wonderful in that respect. But for you to come in this late in the race is bullshit. There are candidates that have been here that have been in the race since almost the beginning of the year that have been busting their ass in every single fucking debate to um, to get this nomination. And you think you can come in and win it underneath everybody else? Fuck you. Hmm. Fuck you. I am sick. Like that, that is just bullshit. And that's that leads me to something else that I need to talk about, which is the Democratic uh, committee needs to fucking put rules in place that 90 days before the first primary of a of a of a rate of the Democratic nomination and the Republic, Republicans should probably do this, too. Now that they're seeing this 90 days before and maybe this should be the I can't think of what the what the I, I can't think of what the the voting commission is. But anyways, 90 days before the first uh, state to vote is, whether that be a caucus or not, because some some state may change it so they're ahead of Iowa. It may happen. We'll see. But if that's going to – if whatever state or, ca- or uh, you know caucus or primary or whatever you want to call it goes first, 90 days before that one, we need to have – nobody can get in the race. And by the way, like I know that the Democratic Committee has been fair through this process, but you still are getting 10 – to 11 people on stage for every fucking debate. And the problem with that, Chris, is you got people on stage that are doing, uh, like these minute to minute 15 talking points. You can't get, you can't, voters don't get anything out of that. Mm-hmm. Voters aren't getting shit out of that. So how, how do you expect people to learn about somebody if they only have that much time? You know, and here, here's the funny part. Pete Buttigieg is probably going to win Iowa, or at least right now it looks like. Um, well, who's going to win Iowa? Let's Pete Buttigieg. Oh, okay, go on. I'm sorry. So, and the, here's the other problem too. They they think that Pete Buttigieg is too young, and doesn't have any experience. That's a whole different topic for another day. We can talk about Pete Buttigieg. We'll be here for hours if we do this. Mm-hmm. But um, he's actually making it easier for Biden to win, and that's what I like because I want Biden to win. Because at the end of the day, I want number one, I want this fight between Biden and, and Trump. I just I I really want to see this. But 
Number two, I want somebody in the office that's experienced, that's been part of the presidency and knows what to do. Biden's Biden knows what he's doing. Even if he's j- there just for four years, at least he can get us back on the right track. Because let's face it, Chris, whoever has to clean up this dumpster fire <laughs> that mm-hmm. Trump left, it's going to take four years just to clean that up. We're yeah. not going to be able to get the health care done, the free student loans. We're not going to be able to get these big things done because we're cleaning up after fucking Trump. Mm-hmm. And I think people don't realize that. Like, it, it bothers me that everybody's like, people that are going for these progressives are like, yeah, I want the free education. Yeah, I want my student loans paid. I get that would help you. But here's the thing. You, me, everybody, Darrell even, for example, like Darrell wants them to, to take away the student loans so he doesn't have to pay them anymore. I get that. I want, don't get me wrong. If they do it, I'll, I'll, I'll welcome it. But I've been working my ass off to pay off all those loans and pay off everything else. So you're saying that now I'm not going to now I have to, you know, pay for everybody else's loans in some way because that's what's going to happen. You know, that I mean, nobody's stupid here. All these big ideas is going to come out of our pocket, at least. And I'm not trying to use Biden's talking points, but at least Bernie Sanders tells you that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like Elizabeth Warren's like, no, 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 it's not going to affect any middle class work uh, employees or workers or whatever. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, are, are you are you kidding me right now? Yes, it is. It is going to do that. It is going to hurt our bottom line. That's why nobody wants these big ideas. The millennials do. The the super millennials is what I call them. They want they want everything for free. And guess what? While I agree that some of your college education should be for free, there's also the fact that if you're going if you're trying to be a doctor, you should pay for that. If you're trying to get a master's degree, you should pay for that. If you're trying to, if, you know, if you're, if you're doing, well, trade school should probably be free because that, that to me just makes sense to be free. But if you're going for a higher degree or certifications or whatever, you should be paying for those things. Okay, fine. A four year degree. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with two years. But after that, you should be paying for that. You know what I mean? Cause then you're going beyond an education. And by the way, I have a bachelor's in business administration. I was thinking of starting my own movie theater at some point. I can't do that now because of it, like we were just talking about in the whole Boomer conversation. You know what I mean? So, you know, for like a Bloomberg, for all these people to come in and try to, like, the Democratic Party right now is just, it's, it, it just, it's so all over the place that it's, it's making my mind like fucking, like sit there and want to explode every fucking day because I, I just, I don't get it. And I'll be honest with you, Chris, and I've said this before and I'll say this again. If New York State allowed me to be an, in, allowed an independent to vote in, Democratic and Republican primaries, I probably would be an independent because I'm going to tell you right now, like I'm getting sick of my party. I'm getting sick of the rules of the Democratic nomination. The the Democratic committee is put in because they're not putting the appropriate rules in. They should have they should have put stiffer, um, stiffer things in for these debates, because here's the thing. This next debate that we're going to have in December is probably going to still have um, at least Almost, it's probably going to have almost 10 people in it again. And that's, that's my problem. Like half the people, half the people that are in this, in this race, other than the top five, which would be Biden, um, let's see, Biden, Sanders, uh, Elizabeth Warren, and Pete Buttigieg. I would say top four. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, the rest of them are just vying for a cabinet position. Yeah. At this point, and, that's and all. You, and you would think that we would have learned after last, you know, and, and I mean, don't be wrong. Last, last time it was a sniper job. I mean, it was sort of, you know, they were, they were looking to knock Bernie out so fucking Hillary could get the, all the attention. But it's like, you know, it's like, you know, the, you're dividing the house, you know, and yeah. a house divided cannot stand. And, you know, you keep adding all these fucking, you keep adding all the, you know, the all these people and it's, well, it's, it's not going to fucking, it's, 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 it, 
all it's going to do is hurt everyone along. It's, it's like the whole thing between like Sanders and, and Elizabeth Warren. They're going after the same swath of people. And if one of them were to drop out, one of them would probably win the would win the Democratic nomination. But because Bernie does not, this is Bernie's last chance, and he doesn't want to do that. He's gonna he's gonna you know he's gonna stay in this as long as he possibly can. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be honest with you, that's why Biden's gonna win. People think that this is this is this is hard. It's not. Biden's going to win this. Bloomberg's not going to fucking do anything. Bloomberg's going to go into these uh, these later states and try to make an impact, and he's not going to make any impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's going to be people that are going to be like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll look at him. But, you know, from when 75 percent, they, they did this, uh, they did a poll the other day, 75 percent of Democrats already made up their mind or have not, not, have not have made up their mind, but are perfectly fine with who's in the field. So it's like, if that's the case, then why do you need to? come into this race yeah. it just doesn't make sense and honestly i hope that um you know we we actually try to do more like we we try to do something we need we need to just basically have we need to have a democratic primary and this should go for republicans too because a lot of the time when i'm talking about democrats i mean this about republicans too because i think politics all across the board is fucked up um we need to put in a set of rules that say listen if there is this is how many people can go out for the nomination this is how this is these are this is how it's clearly going to be for each debate. First debate is this. Then we're going to up it a lot for the next debate. Then we're going to up it a lot for the next debate. Then we're going to up it a lot for the next debate. And they've been using um, how much they they can they can make, like how many donors they get. And um, what else? It was donors and uh, how they got in the poll. Mm-hmm. They need to change that. So I feel like they're not doing that. I feel like they're just. They're just letting this process play out and it's going to hurt us, you know, and that's the thing that that's why people are sitting there just scratching their heads and going, yeah, you know what, Biden's we're just going to go with Biden because they they just want to get this over with at this point because it's just it's ridiculous. It's just overwhelmingly stupid at this point, honestly. So I just uh, for me, like anybody coming into this race right now, including Patrick and, and Bloomberg is really fucking stupid. It should have never been allowed. And for the DNC to allow that and just be like, yeah, yeah, we got to let people do whatever. No, fuck them. Fuck everybody else, too. Like if you're if you're if you're like five percent in the polls other than Buttigieg, who seems to be doing well in Iowa. Bye bye. Bye bye. Like fucking um um Warren, um Harris there Senator Harris she she t- she got rid of all of her like pretty much virtually her whole staff in other states except for Iowa and she's like well I need to do well in Iowa so that's what I'm staking it on and I'm sitting there going um okay <laughs> like, if you're not if you're not polling high in Iowa then just drop out yeah. you know what I mean so I just wish I just wish we would come together because at this point. If we don't if we don't start coming together now and we don't start whittling the field now come Iowa. Are we just gonna keep? Are we just gonna stay in the race for 500 more states? Like, no. After Iowa, if you don't win Iowa or you don't, if you're not in the top five in Iowa, you should be gone. Period. Yeah. And I feel like that's not gonna happen, Chris. And that's all I really wanted to say on this. I'm just, it's just, uh, I I just get really fucking pissed. They don't see like they're they're just diluting the fucking brand. They're diluting the fucking product. And I mean, one one more thing, real quick, like. One more thing, like that's what she said. Um, <laughs> one more thing, real quick too. I mean, the Republicans did this. I don't understand how the DNC didn't fucking see that. What did they have? They had like 15 nominees for president the last when Trump was going out. 
Mm-hmm. I'm like sitting there going, are you fucking kidding me? Like that, that hurt them. That hurt them as well, I think. I mean, that's why Trump got the nomination. If it wasn't for that, he would, probably wouldn't have won. So I just don't get it. I don't get how we can't put rules in place and we need to do that. We need to do that as we can't do it now, but we need to do it for the next presidential election because at this point we're just shooting ourselves in the fucking foot. And I think that's just ridiculous. So that's just my two cents. Yeah. Coming in this late in the race, it just shows that you don't give a fuck about, you don't give a fuck about the party. Yeah. You give a fuck about your own self-interest. It's just, it's frustrating as hell. I just, it's, it's very frustrating because it's like, it's not about that. I don't think it's that because he has, he, he has put a shitload of money on other, other things. So like other, like, you know, guns and whatever else. Like I, I can't fault Bloomberg, but at the same time, I don't see what your path is, and I think you're being a fucking idiot for doing this. Also, you're an asshole for coming in underneath these other candidates. And if you do win the nomination, I'm not going to vote for you. I'm saying this right now. If he or Patrick win the fucking nomination, I'm not going to vote for them. I'm not going to vote at all. Yeah. I'm not. I, I don't know what they're... I'm fucking not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't yeah, know either. Because, like, I, I mean, he, at Bloomberg, at the very least, he's, he's, he's coming in with the impression like, oh, I'm... I'm I'm what Donald Trump should have been. You know, I'm gonna, I'm the, you know, billionaire that's gonna get this country in order because I'm a good businessman or whatever. Like, that's, that's, that's his fucking angle. And, you know, I think we should have, anyone, you know, we should all have learned <laughs> that shit doesn't fucking work. Um, and, uh, and speaking of, uh, Trump, uh, well, two seconds we got uh, Roger Stone found guilty and, uh, there was no fucking surprise. That was the guy who had fucking, you know, giant red flags. And, uh, we are now just full on in impeachment mode, something that you and I, <laughs> you and I have been crying for, uh, for, for, for the past three years. <laughs> You know, I'm starting to think that we should kind of forego any like geeky stuff this this episode and just talk about all this shit cuz honestly we're going to be here for fucking ever talking about this shit. Um well, I mean, you know, I mean, we could just I'm just saying is, you know, we've been we've been um, you know, we've been talking about this since day 1. I think, you know, the the the, the big one uh the big day in my opinion for the past was when they had Sondland on Gordon Sondland, oh, yeah. and uh, he was basically. Or he said that, that it is a quick pro quo. Everybody yep. was in on the loop. Um, you know that was like the most damning evidence. And, and once again, you know these millionaires and shit like that. You know they get their heads so stuck up their ass about like. Uh, when you're a millionaire, nobody says no to you. And then you think becoming a politician, you know, is going to be because you think it's a natural progression because nobody says no to you. And here we go, uh, Gordon Sondland, who's another very wealthy man you know the minute the fucking chips were down he sold mm-hmm. everybody out you know well I, well let, let me not to interrupt you but mm-hmm. do keep in mind that he's been he's holding stuff back too like he he had a lot of evidence mm-hmm. and he threw a like i i was gonna say I, I didn't know how to phrase it but i was gonna i was gonna say like when i heard that i was like Gordon Sunland just threw the bus at everybody <laughs> like he didn't <laughs> throw them under the bus he just took the bus and threw it at them like I'm not a part of this shit. I was doing everything that I was asked to do. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. Here it is. But he's also holding back stuff too. Oh, you know, absolutely. No, yeah. I mean, but but the, to get him, people are seeing people are seeing the tides turning. People are seeing people are waking up from whatever bullshit haze they've been in for the past three years and are starting to see that, you know, the, the emperor has no fucking clothes on and, yeah. and, and the fucking, you know, I was, I'm going to speak in fucking, you know, old adages, you know, the house of cards is going to be falling really soon. And, you know, and the funny thing is that like, I love, you know, I mean, just to, just to get him to say, uh, you know, uh, you know, no, there's fucking wrongdoing, you know, for, for, you know, I don't, I mean, 
paraphrasing, obviously, but you know, for him to say, no, this is like he said, no, the yes, there absolutely was quid pro quo, and yes, you know, um, it's 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 the first couple of cracks, it's the first couple of you know, uh, uh, uh you know, rumblings where you know, all these people that that Trump had looked out for, all these people, <laughs> fucking all of all of his people in his cabinet are going to fucking jail, and you know, and I think people are starting to see this shit, and they're like, no, I'm not gonna go down with the ship, and 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 I hope more people turn their fucking you know, in 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 their own self interest, you know, because you know Trump, you know, he's he's not gonna pardon everybody, you know, I I'm pretty sure, you know, I, I love the fact that 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 you know, like rats leaving a fucking sinking ship, they're like, no, I'm not I'm not going down with you, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, and and so I you know um i just love that you know he basically said that everybody was in on it there absolutely was quid pro quo there was plans for quid pro quo you know and you know and i I love how people just don't people seem to magically forget when trump and i posted this on my facebook page again where you know with donald trump in a fucking press conference in front of a million people you know saying you know if russia could help find those emails they'd be greatly rewarded and like you know and then he goes oh by the press he goes oh greatly rewarded by the press but he, there's a guy, you know, there's a guy who said, yeah, I can stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and, and I'd still have my supporters. He is so blatant and so bold and on a recorded phone. If he said that in front of, if he said about Russia finding Hillary's email saying that Russia's going to be rewarded, uh, saying that, you know, on a, on a, well, not, it's obviously not a private conversation, but it's a recorded conversation, you know, it, it, it shows his mentality. He wants quid pro quo. And not to mention that these are American resources. He's he's trying to find dirt on Joe Biden, his political opponent and all this shit. Joe Biden's not a fucking criminal. And it's, I mean, I don't know what the deal with his son is, whatever, but this isn't a, he, this isn't a criminal investigation. This isn't the FBI looking up criminal activity. This is one person going against a political adversary using American resources as a bargaining chip. Oh, you want our missiles? Well, we'll send you our missiles if, if you get us information on my political adversary. That's abuse of fucking, that's, that, that that's a waste of resources. That's a waste because, because, because you want to look up Joe Biden's, you want to look up dirt on Joe Biden, you know, it'd be one thing. And don't be wrong. It's still as, as unethical if, if he promised his own money, <laughs> you know, like, like if we paid people, like if we heard, if we heard, oh, you know, uh, you know, Donald Trump was, you know, going to donate money to the people in Ukraine and, you know, but it was a roundabout to look up dirt. You know, that'd be one thing. Cause that's his own personal resources. He's using American resources, American weapons and, and, and using under the guise of diplomacy. And they're like, oh, but, and then there's these people who are like defending, oh, but those people in, in Ukraine, uh, do need the missiles. Well, if they did need the missiles. And if this was truly a, a an act of America, uh, you know, being America police, you know, I mean, not, the, you know, and I, I don't want to, you know, make a joke about like the South Park from the movie, you know, the South Park guys, you know, Team America, World Police. But I mean, even if, if that was such an issue, it wouldn't like it wasn't like, uh, you know, a, you know, uh, a Europe, you know, we'll help you fight Adolf Hitler, you know, if you give up, <laughs> if you give, give us information on a on a, no, we fought Adolf Hitler because that was the right thing to fucking do because he was a fucking asshole. And if the Ukraine needs help, then fine, let's go help them. But to, to, to say, to put someone over the fucking coals and say, you know what? I'm not going to help you until you fucking help me find information on a fucking political adversary. That is such a fucking abuse of power and abuse of American resources that, 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 you know, 
what's a quid pro quo? I mean, it's 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 disgusting how it's a flagrant, flagrant, flagrant abuse of his power, and and not to mention, you know, on the on the the, the world stage, and and that's sending the bad signal to, to the whole world. Oh well, uh, you know, if, if you know, if you give us if the if you give the president once he what he wants, he'll give you whatever you need, you know, and and. Uh, you know, that sends a bad fucking message. And, you know, this is the world's most power, you know, probably the world's most powerful man and, and, and doing, you know, soliciting, he's soliciting fucking people for fucking, uh, you know, shit. And once again, using our money, you know, you would think, you know, the, the, the um, conservatives and stuff like that, they want less government. They want the government off our backs and stuff like that. Well, all the taxes that are going to pay for missiles and shit like that, that's all coming from our taxes. That money doesn't come from nowhere. So if you're worried about, you know, the government, you know, I don't want the government in my life and I don't want less government regulation and all this shit. Well, all the taxes that, that should be going to helping people is actually going to war and, 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 and warlike things. And our president is using that as a bargaining chip for her, asking for personal fucking favors. Cause that's what it is. Dirt on Joe Biden is a personal fucking favor. And mm-hmm. people should be fucking rioting in the streets over shit like this. You know, it's, it, it, you know, and, 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 and and I love that the people who are uh, I love that that the people that he thought he could trust are now turning their fucking backs on you know because because this is a flagrant abuse of power and and you know I you know I I want more impeachment I want to see more I'll give us more <laughs> you know um I don't know and yeah I, I don't I, dis- I, don't disagree. I don't I don't disagree I don't I don't disagree with anything like that uh, any of that I I think so the one thing I do want to say is I've kind of gone back and forth on impeachment. Because, you know, I I know a lot of people out there want to vote him out of office, but and that's kind of where I am at as well. But I'm also on the other side. I'm kind of in the middle because I'm like, yeah, I do want this. But here's the problem. We can't let a president do this, you know. And so that's kind of where, you know, the evidence basically speaks for itself. He committed. he, He basically asked another country to to try to get dirt on Joe Biden. So honestly, like, I think that he needs to be. And and here's my here's my view on it. He honestly needs to be impeached in the House, at the very least. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Senate will do anything, but if he's at least impeached in the House, it's sending a message. It's mm-hmm. sending a message to any future president, whether they be Democrat, Republican, or some other party, hey, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of where I'm at. I don't care if he gets thrown out of office because I feel like people, unlike during when uh, this whole thing was going down for Bill Clinton, um, I feel like – the people here are on the opposite direction. They don't want Trump to be in office. And here's the thing. I was thinking about this today, and I'm not going to take too long about this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about it, a lot of voters now are dem- are Democrats. But here's the thing. Because they feel like they're disenfranchised, they don't come out and vote. Mm-hmm. The, good, the one thing that Republicans have is they have a very – they have a huge um, – Party loyalty. Outpouring <laughs> of – party loyalty, yes, um, outpouring of people that come out. Every single fucking election and will vote for their candidate. It doesn't matter. Somebody, I hate to use Trump's term, but somebody could go out and shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and they probably would still vote for them. Mm. But the Democrats don't do that. And here's the thing. Like, I feel like that's why this elect, this next election is going to be huge because here's the thing. Like, I feel like a lot of Democrats are going to come out for this election and Trump is just going to get destroyed. He's going to get destroyed in Pennsylvania. He's going to get destroyed in other states too. Mm-hmm. We may even pick up a couple southern states that we don't usually pick up, like maybe Georgia. The point that I'm trying to make is this, is that impeachment isn't a bad thing 
right now. And but I also want them to not rush this if they don't need to. Like the, the there was a court like just before we started the podcast, um, the judge ruled that Don McGann had to testify. He had to lead, at least go there and testify. There might be some things that are that are privileged and you would have to bring that up Mm -hmm. that would have to be a separate court case but he has to at least show up so that that just opened the door to say to everybody else guess what your asses need to show up so now they can get the john boltons they can get all these people so if that's the case we need to bring those people up and if it takes you till after the the first of the year to get an mp to to vote for impeachment i am completely fine with that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah no rush no rush there's no rush (laughs) over quantity i understand listen i under i understand that these senators like warren and that are going to have to come back to washington and be here for these impeachment hearings in the senate but here's the thing who cares that's your job Mm -hmm. i'm sorry that you wanted to go out for the presidency but guess what that's your fucking job go do it you know what i mean yeah i would rather you do this the right way then just fucking rush it. And don't get me wrong, they have enough evidence right now to go forward, but if they can get those other people as well, I think they should. Yeah, get an overwhelming amount of evidence. <laughs> exactly, so. Alright, I mean, I'm done with all my political talk. I, I'm, I do have I do have lots of nerdy news I want to get to. So. Um, I mean, I just want to kind of, I wanted to kind of, I mean, how long have we been going? Like over an hour about an at hour, least. An about an hour now, yeah. Jeez. But, but, um, what else did you want to talk about? Uh, just the Colin Kaepernick thing. I, I really, 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 really want to talk about this because this shit fucking pisses me okay. off too. Well, I mean, that's not, I mean, it's political, but not really, but let's talk about It's not about political. That. It's, it's more sports. When we get so. back with. More dick and fart jokes works for me. This episode of Two Strangers One Podcast is brought to you by Comics Etc. Eleven Fifteen East Main and North Goodman at the Hungerford Building, door number eight. Find out more information at comicsetc.biz or like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comicsetc one. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Ah, necrophilia. Ah, ah, ah. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get out of it. unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this movie. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept little history doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How did you watch one. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't.
Listen to Cinema Style. And we're back. All right, Paul. So before we get into the really, really, really nerdy stuff, I mean, entertainment uh, news or sports news, I guess it could be called. Or, or uh, you want? I to promise speak I won't spend all day on this. Okay, I promise. Or I'll try not to. <laughs> and and once again, this is one of those. And it's funny. Like I I try. I, do really try my best to be informed about a lot of things and this really went over my head so so you'll be speaking about it mostly because i have no yeah. real opinion on it go on so so we all know i mean you you know the whole colin kaepernick story before right well yeah i mean that was the one that uh the the gentleman who decided to kneel during the uh the the um, oh my god the national, the national anthem, anthem and yep. you know and caused a caused a stir and had people yep. burn their jerseys and and all the other stuff and, and 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 Nike stood with them and it was sort of like you know stand for what you can and 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 you know I'm I'm uh, I'm of the <laughs> I am with my opinion I am of the belief that he has every right to kneel I also and I understand why he kneels because he's fighting against uh, police brutality and stuff like that you know there is a part of me you know there I, there is a part of me the Boy Scout in me that's like you should never fucking kneel during the uh, you know there, there is that part of me there like I said part of me is a Boy Scout it's like don't you ever disrespect the like you know you're 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 on a national um you know when your name is out there and your face is out there you have a platform uh kneeling during a national anthem probably isn't the best way to do it because all you're really doing is going to infuriate people who could be you know you're alienating a certain part of your audience i mean let's be real and uh but that being said there's the other part of me you know the left part of me that also understands i understand why it's not like he wasn't doing it to be i'm doing wrong he see I, i don't i from what I've heard about him, he seems like a fucking troublemaker pain in the ass. I'll just say it like that. This is my opinion. Yeah. But, but I understand, you know, uh, when you, when you take his, when you take his political, uh, ideology, what he's going for, I understand. Okay. You're going to kneel because there is, there is an unfair, um, in disproportionate, uh, uh, amount of police uh, brutality and police uh, excessive use of force uh, within the minority community. You know, so or, go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that, no, I mean, that's, that's how no, I no, know no, Colin no. Kaepernick. So okay, so we'll go back to that point really quickly. Mm-hmm. The reason I don't like Colin Kaepernick for doing that is because we're talking about a backup QB. Your job is not to sit there and overshadow the team. You're supposed to come in when the quarterback is injured and take care of the shit that you need to take care of. Now, granted, Colin Kaepernick is one of the few um, quarterbacks that has gone into the playoffs and almost made it to the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, did he make it to the Super Bowl? I could be wrong. I don't, I don't remember. I, I'm going to so. be honest if with he you. was, I'm pretty sure that'd be a I'm feather wrong. in a lot of people's caps. Like, you know, but he made it to the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah. I'll have to. So. I mean, if you could look that up while I'm talking, I would appreciate it because I can't look at my phone at the moment. But okay. um, so anyways, when he started kneeling and everybody started picking up on it, I'm like, what's the big deal here? He's just kneeling. And then the media took it to a like went way too far with it and i'm just sitting here going this guy's getting attention folks he's not he's a backup qb he sucks and then the guy gets the guy gets a chance no i i have listen like the guy went in uh, because i think he was still playing for the 49ers at this point he went in because the the quarterback was injured that year and he he couldn't fucking win He, he he sucked so it was like it's like you, you're sitting here getting attention. You get to go into the game, and then you can't get the fucking job done. Mm-hmm. So, and my biggest problem with him at that time was he was quote unquote kneeling for a cause, but he wasn't giving any money towards that cause. He wasn't at the time. Mm-hmm. Then he's then he gave a million dollars. And I'm like, okay, all right, I'll give that to you. You gave a million dollars. I'm with you now. I get you. Okay, fine. 
But for a time there, he wasn't doing. So that's where it, it pissed me off. And it also, from from a stats point of view, I'm like, what's the big deal about this guy kneeling? He's a backup QB. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fast forward to now. So they it was, let me look up the date here. It was Tuesday, I believe Tuesday the 12th, November 12th, that um, it got, it was on the news that Colin Kaepernick is going to get this opportunity on Saturday the 16th to try out for NFL teams to see if there's an interest. Now, the reason, the, the rumor is the reason why the NFL set this up in the first place mm-hmm. was a lot of people think it was because they, they wanted to just show that they were actually making an effort. Mm-hmm. But there was also, there's rumor, there's also this, uh, apparently there's a couple teams that are like you need a fucking QB that can actually do the job mm-hmm. let's take a look at him and see if we can actually do something so basically as it was explained on ESPN first take um, the coach that was in charge of this whole this whole thing was talking to Kaepernick's um, people basically they said um, basically he said that typically a tryout you have to be ready within 24 to 48 hours because a team will call you or teams will call you and you'll go try out. So they'll fly you out. It's you have to sign a waiver. They have receivers there for you if it's a QB, obviously. And um, yeah, it's it, it just it, it's one of those things where you're just like, okay, that seems fair. So apparently there was this problem with the waiver that the NFL sent. So Kaepernick's team was like, no, we can't sign this. But this is what. These are what we want. This is the terms that we want. And the NFL came back and said, no, we, we reject this. Don't know what those terms were. Don't know if this waiver was true. Okay, fine. Maybe the NFL kind of fucked this up a little bit, but to my, for me, like you have, they had 25 teams at the Atlanta. I think it's, I don't know what the name of the, the, the stadium is, but in Atlanta, they had, at the Falcons Stadium, they had 25 teams there to see him. Mm-hmm. They had everything ready for him, everything to go. 30, 45, 30 to 45 minutes before this tryout was going to come in, was going to start, he calls and says, I'm not doing it. But I'm at this high school 51 miles away near the airport. Come here. The guy had his own security already set up, his own receivers. Uh, he had people with justice shirts on. So this automatically right there, Chris, everybody's like... So you staged this and he was wearing a, well, I don't even care about that part. Um, but he, he didn't, so only eight teams show up to this mm-hmm. and he did his tryout and then he, you know, made his whatever he, he said, whatever he was going to say. And that was it. The problem that I had with that. And okay. I, I give the NFL a little bit of responsibility here because maybe they could have just been like, okay, fine. We'll do whatever you want. Kaepernick we will let you have your receivers. Just come to the dome. There's 25 teams waiting for you. 25 out of 32, if I'm not mistaken. Right. I mean, right. Right. 25 out of I mean, that, that's a, that's a pretty decent fucking ratio. <laughs> 25 right. out of 32. So, and by the way, if all 25 are looking for a quarterback, that tells you something. But anyways, <laughs> um, so you look at, you, you look at this and you go, okay. So number one, and, and Stephen A laid this out. Stephen A. Smith on ESPN First Take laid this out. So <laughs> Can I just bring it up because you I said, know, I know before, what you're going to say. Before the episode, you said Stephen A. Smith. And I'm like, who? And you're like, oh. And I'm like, oh, the guy that looks like a Muppet. Because <laughs> he looks, look, I'm sorry. And I like, I don't know him. I When I used to work at Rite Aid, when I used to work at Rite Aid, excuse me, when I used to work at Radio Shack, they used to keep the TVs tuned to ESPN. So, I mean, I know his voice and his face from ESPN and, and stuff like that. I don't watch obviously i'm not a sports person so i don't give a shit but the guy looks like a fucking muppet i'm sorry and I, he's always angry and stuff like that and maybe i would like him if i gave a shit of what he talked about but you know he looks like a fucking muppet go on i'm sorry <laughs> yeah so <laughs> sorry steven steven a smith basically said and this is one of the guys that's been pushing behind the scenes to get kaepernick some stuff so he can try out for teams mm-hmm. um 
he says, and he brought up the point that you have to ask, you have to ask the high school. I can't remember what the name of the high school was, but you have to ask them before you can use their field. So obviously he set all this up. He didn't let any officials at the NFL know until 30 to 45 minutes before this tryout was supposed to take place at the Atlanta stadium. My biggest issue, and I was thinking about this today, and this is what I wanted to bring up, and I don't think it's been brought up by anybody else. If Kaepernick's problem was this whole waiver, and he, he had this, this, this tryout, his own tryout set up, Mm-hmm. My thought was, okay, you have this whole, you have this whole trial or this whole, yeah, this whole uh, tryout uh, set up for yourself. Why not then say to when, when the NFL, when you didn't sign the the waiver, just say to these NFL teams, listen, I'm not going to go for this trial, but here's what I'd like to do. You guys are going to be coming into Atlanta. Come to this high school. This is where I'm going to be. I want to give you a heads up. And let you know I'm going to be there. So that way you can show up if you choose to still and see me try out. Mm-hmm. Okay. If he would have done that, if him and his representatives would have done that, I would have given, I would have been like, okay, I give you credit. Okay, fine. You guys didn't come to an agreement on things. I, I personally think it's a small little detail, but, um, fine. Mm-hmm. You, you can have whatever else, but he didn't do that. He, he decided to set this all up on his own and then basically be like, oh yeah, yeah by the way, the tryout's over here. I mean, that's, that's you grabbing for attention. You, you would completely set up your own tryout that the NFL had just done for you in Atlanta, probably even better than what you did, and now you look like you're grabbing for attention. Yeah. And, I'm, and, done with, I'm done with Colin Kaepernick. I'm sorry. And, I'm just done. And the NFL, obviously, if anybody, just for them to hire him back, I think it's, it goes without saying that that would be incredibly controversial. And I'm not saying that in a bad way or a mean way or anything like that. No. Is no. there would be a backlash if he was hired. Now, that being said, you know, you finally get your shot, and now you want to change the rules. And I, I mean, once again, you're telling the story, so I don't know the whole story. But you know, unless he has some sort of justifiable reason to move it 51 miles away, you know, it, you know what it's what it sounds like to me. And I mean, once I mean, the cynical part of me is he probably knew that he's not up to snuff. You know, he hasn't been. You know, and and uh, to answer your question earlier, I I, I looked it up. Um, he was in Super Bowl 47, and that was the Baltimore Ravens versus the San Francisco 49ers. And for those, I mean, once again, a person like me, I don't watch the Super Bowl and shit like that, but I do remember this one because this was the one where they had the blackout, where the where the where the electricity went out, or some generators went out, or some shit like that in the middle of the game. So technically, in that game, the Baltimore Ravens won. Uh, but if if and I remember that game, I remember specifically. The, the 49ers were actually doing really good. And then after the blackout, like they just couldn't get them. They could, they just couldn't get, uh, their, their, you know, feet back on the ground. You know, they, they, you know, they got their asses handed to them after the blackout. So, uh, that was, it was, that was, and that was in 2013. Um, but back to my point, uh, you know, for them to hire him, I, I don't think he's up. I don't, I think he knows he wasn't up to snuff and, uh, I think maybe he kind of did this smoke and mirrors thing just to sort of like, you know, uh, just divert the, you know, divert the idea that maybe he doesn't, you know. And once again, I mean, you know, it is kind of hard. I mean, obviously, if, you know, if you have money and stuff like that, you know, for anyone to leave a sport, uh, you know, for the past four or five years or however long he's been gone, you know, 
you're not going to be up to professional level, you know, unless, you know, he was paying out of pocket to have, you know, <laughs> you know, the tops in their field come in and train him and stuff like that, you know. So I, I read this as he, you know, uh, he knew it's better to be like, oh, well, uh, you know, oh, they didn't give me a shot, you know, I, you know, then as opposed to, you know, him walking in the door and then just failing miserably in front of everybody, you know, that's the way I read it. You know, it's like, you know, you're sort of like you're being disruptive because, you know, you can't. You can't swing it like you used to swing it. So, but that's just, I just my opinion. <laughs> I, I'm just, I just don't think that you know, if you're like, I, I understand that you guys couldn't come to terms. That's fine if you guys don't come to terms. But there was a better way for him to go about it, and the, and he should have done it in a. If he was really sincere about trying out for the NFL, he should have, he should have at least been considered enough to be like, listen, I have this tryout going on. Not 30, 30 to 45 minutes beforehand. Like our, like if you did that, like they, people, let's say like Friday night, all these, all these people that from the teams were in Atlanta, uh-huh. call up their representatives that morning and be like, listen, guys, me and the NFL didn't come to terms. This is what I'd like to do. I have a high school that's about, it's, that's close to the airport that I'd like you guys to come out to because, you know, I still want to do this tryout because it seems like you guys really want to do this. Would you guys be willing to do that for him? If he, if his representatives would have put that word out like that, mm-hmm. nobody would have an issue. But they didn't, and that's the problem. Yeah. It, it just seems like it's attention grabbing, and I'm just—I think a lot of people are done with Colin Kaepernick. Now, that's separate from the the things that he's that he's that he's fighting for. I will—I'm not going to sit here and say that he hasn't done things for his community and put money into that. Mm-hmm. I'm completely fine with that. But that's separate from what just happened. What yeah. you just did was a, a grab for attention. And if you really, really wanted to play in the NFL, you should have there should have been some kind of compromise. I'm not saying the NFL didn't try to do everything possible to make that happen. Maybe they do have some cultability, cult whatever it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> culpability uh-huh. here, but at the same time, he didn't he really or it just looks like he, he wasn't even for this. And at the end of the day, that was his fault, not theirs. So that's just my two cents. Alrighty. So let's see what I have here since the last episode. And, and our, unfortunately I just life kind of smacked me in the ass. So we recorded our last episode and I I didn't put it out for like a little less than a week because I just got shit happening. Um, but since the last episode, uh, we have gotten, uh, the new season of Rick and Morty. I think the last time we recorded, I don't know if it was the, was the first episode out. Maybe not. I don't know. Probably not. I don't think so. But uh, we are now uh, into full-on uh, Rick and Morty uh, as we're recording this. The third episode went out. Uh, I haven't of... seen the third episode yet. Five, I think. I think they're doing five this year, and then they're going to do another five Yes, next they're doing year. five this year. Yep. So, yep. Um, you know, this one, and it, well, well, I, we won't go into spoilers if you haven't seen it, but, you know, I mean, just, I'm just happy to see that, you know, Rick and Morty's back in full swing. Um, I don't think, they, they haven't lost their edge. You know, I'm really glad uh, this particular episode uh sort of a and not really spoiling that much it's sort of a take on heist movies you know and 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 uh obviously uh what's his face dan Harmon has a as he he's sort of frustrated how like all heist movies are pretty much all the same movie and stuff like that so that's where the, the episode kind of goofs on um there was the last episode where uh he goes he has a, a special toilet where he goes to take a shit on his like alien planet but then another another alien starts using the same toilet. But then like the alien is like, oh no, you know, uh, you know, 
my wife died or whatever. And then like Rick kind of has like a, a, a two seconds worth of like pity for him because, you know, Rick yes. lost his, yes. his wife and stuff like that. And so he sort of, you know, he, he starts slipping because he's like, you know, he, he sort of felt an affinity for two seconds and, uh, for, for, for the alien. And, um, and then the, 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 the alien that, that created an app that makes people fall in love with each other. Like you find your, it, it helps you find your soulmate, but then like it finds your next soulmate. So it just shows like, the humans are just like we'll, we'll jump on the next fucking thing as soon as as soon as something better comes up we'll jump on it. Um, but I'm just you know I mean these are once again brilliant ideas. I'm I'm super glad Rick and Morty came out. Um, there was and this is gonna sound crazy, but uh, okay. So do you remember? Oh no, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't this? It was the last episode. Uh, not 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 the most recent one, the one before that, where Rick goes to uh, he's walking amongst the robots and the robots almost shoot him. And he puts, and he has, he has like a, 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 a funnel on his head with the barcode on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. QR yeah, code. That was well, yeah. I mean, and it's funny. Like, I mean, fucking, don't be wrong. I like the show, but they're fucking like super fans. If you scan that code, if you have your phone or whatever that reads QR code, which I mean, any phone with a camera does, um, it took you to a website where you could actually buy the fucking funnel with the barcode on it. And, but that being said, um, the, now mind you, they're charging $15 for a fucking metal funnel, but, uh, all donation, all proceeds are going to this program for, um, getting like instruments to kids in schools and stuff like that. You know, I mean, I, I, you know, I, that's the way, if I understand it, if I read it correctly. So, you know, it just sounds crazy, like paying $15 for a fucking funnel, you know, and it, it's somewhat brilliant because it's so simple. And I mean, like, you know, it's a fucking tin funnel. I mean, it's, you know, it takes, you know, yeah. probably costs 30 cents to fucking make. But, um, you know, if, yeah, I'm assuming, you know, if, every, if, if everything is on the up and up, it's going to a charity. Uh, that helps bring instruments to school and stuff like that. So, uh, like, you know, the, the super duper nerds who fucking actually, and like, I'm a nerd, but these fucking people put me to fucking shame. They actually scanned the fucking barcode off the episode. And, uh, you know, and if, hey, you buy a Rick and Morty fucking funnel, I mean, you know, you're donating to charity. So at least, you know, at least you could be a nerd and, you know, do some good for the fucking world. Um, so, uh, once again, just really happy Rick and Morty's back on. Uh, Watchmen, I think. It's doing well in the ratings, too. Oh, okay. And rightfully so. I mean, people, you know, I, I had mentioned that last episode. Like, I, you know, I, I wear my Rick and Morty t-shirt and like, I swear to God, you know, every, I think every time I, I wore my Rick and Morty t-shirt, someone comment on it. Cause you know, oh, you know, was, can't wait for the new season or, oh, that's a cool shirt and stuff like, so, you know, I mean, it's, it's definitely on people's minds. Um, I think we, I mentioned Watchmen the last episode. I think as we're recording this episode six just came out last night. Uh, it's really good and it's killing me because like, I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop. I'm waiting for it. I'm, I'm wondering if it's going to be one of those shows that maybe like the first season is really good. And then after that, it's going to fall off. Like, I think the moment like David, Damon Lindelhoff, you know, he'll probably go and leave and go do another project on season two or something like that. And then the quality will fall. Um, you know, it's really taking a bunch of liberties with the book. So once again, it, it to me, it just feels like really expensive fan fiction. But I mean, I do have to say that the story is pretty interesting for, you know, for, I mean, once again, and it's HBO and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's a little, it, it, it leans left. The show definitely leans left so if you're if you're a right-leaning person uh you may want to watch it with a little you know just brace yourself because uh it's it's very woke and uh <laughs> and uh but i'm i mean i'm digging it you know like i i'm watching the show very with a lot of apprehension but i'm i'm liking watching and of course uh one of the other big things that happens since the last episode the launch of disney plus and uh i know you've been you've been waiting for this shit uh for oh a i while. have it 
Um, I've been digging it. I, right. mean, I was lucky enough where my my boss, you know, and I've I've mentioned this on other episodes. You know, oh, my, my boss lets boss. Me, my boss lets me use his Netflix account. He lets me use his Hulu account, and now with his Hulu account, uh, like the like they it came, you know, his Hulu account, like you know, it's sort of like if he upgraded or whatever. So it came with Disney Plus. So like him and I were just kind of shooting the shit, and he was like, oh yeah, I can't. I would like to see Disney Plus. And he was like, oh yeah, I got the password for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, uh, I mean, I, I got the bundle actually. Oh yeah, and I mean, and it's you know, uh, it just wrong. makes sense. I, I love, I love Netflix, but I mean, if I had, if I had to choose between Netflix and Hulu, give me Hulu any day, you know. Uh, and as much as I like Netflix, I mean, I watch Hulu more of my day than I do Netflix and Disney Plus. I mean, don't be wrong. I've been watching it, but it's sort of like, you know, okay, yeah, you're getting the nostalgia and I'm watching like Darkwing Duck and I'm watching, uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. And, you know, uh, with my daughter, I'm like watching like, you know, The Little Mermaid and Frozen and stuff like that. But, uh, I don't know. Do you want to talk about Mandalorian? I don't know how, how far are you? No, I haven't watched it yet. I will. I, I'm trying to, I got to catch up on Rick and Morty. I got to catch up on, on some tsunami shows. Dude, I'm so behind on stuff. It's not even funny. So no. Yeah. Let's not talk about. Well, that. I mean, I guess the one thing that's everyone, the, the one thing that that you want, I would call a spoiler, but it's been all over the internet, is the baby Yoda. The 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 that's been all over the uh, the internet. I mean, come on, you had to have at least seen that. I, I can't be spoiling that for you right now, am I? <laughs> Wait, say that again. The baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah. No, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was one of those deals where I mean, I saw the episode and I wanted to talk about it, so I kept, I kind of kept my mouth shut because I was like, I don't want to spoil it for people. But now it's all over the fucking internet. So you know, in the in, in the first episode, he's supposed to get a, you know, he's usually a bounty hunter. You know, bounty hunters usually, you know, they're bringing people to justice and stuff like that. Uh, in, in this particular episode, uh, what he's supposed to get is uh, a, a baby Yoda and. You know, the controversy is we saying Baby Yoda. No, that's not his name because Yoda is the name of one character. Um, you know, George Lucas had had for years always made it uh, known that he does not want Yoda's race to be known or planet of origin. Uh, we saw a female, uh, female Yoda. <laughs> it feels weird to say that because, like, I'm, I'm doing exactly what I, I'm trying not to do. But, you know, the, that race, he calling them by the name of one character. But, you know, we saw the female Yoda in the prequels. Her name was Yaddle. And the one of the twists of it is when we're watching the show, it's this little baby. It's a baby in a fucking bassinet and a floating bassinet. But the the Yoda is supposed to be 50 years old. And, you know, and if you remember in, in uh, The Empire Strikes Back, you know, Yoda says he's he's about 900 years old. So it's like it goes, you know, what in 50 years, it's still a baby. But in 900 years, it's this, you know, wise old, uh, you know, Jedi master or whatever. Um, we do see that the baby can use the force. Uh, you know, it, it can kind of lift things and bring it to and stuff like that so you know of the three aliens we've seen in this entire universe all three of them have been force users so i wonder a lot of people speculating that maybe that race in general or that species in general uh are they're probably all force users and then my little nerdy uh my little nerdy uh, add to that you know once again is purely just me speculating is that uh they had recently revealed in the comics that uh Darth Vader or Anakin Skywalker was born on the the emperor manipulated the force to the point where he made Anakin's 
Anakin Skywalker's mother pregnant. <laughs> he used the Force and he put a baby up inside of her. So, for all intents and purposes, he's basically, uh, you know, Darth Vader's uh, dad, uh, the Emperor is. So, I'm wondering if, like, and then I, 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 what's in just totally speculation that I think Rey, I think we'll learn in, in The Rise of Skywalker that she's the same, she's the same thing like Anakin was. She, she, she was born out of, like, someone manipulating the Force to fucking get her to, to be born. Uh, that's why, like, her, her, the, the parents, the people that raised her, it isn't important because you know they're just they're they're just those are people who just happen to raise the baby um so i'm wondering if maybe like the yoda the yoda's race are all people just born of the force like that's why you know the same way anakin it was like you know anakin's good with using the force because he was born of the force uh ray was good using the force because she was born of the force so maybe the yoda's or whatever that species is is like uh anakin and and ray where they're uh you know they're 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 born using the force because they're they were made from the force um you know, then I had made a joke online about like how, you know, they had the Ewoks were there just to make kids happy because they were cute. And the Porgs were there to make kids happy because they were cute. And Jar Jar Binks was there to make the <laughs> people happy because it's cute. But I think like, like nobody, there hasn't, luckily there hasn't been a backlash against baby Yoda. <laughs> like they're like, oh, that's just there for the fucking kids. You know, that's to make kids happy. Um, luckily that hasn't happened. Um, He's, he's disgustingly cute. Um, I mean, you know, I kind of see like, okay, and then, and then these motherfuckers, you gotta love it. The show, the, what, Disney Plus has been out for what, two weeks now or something like that? It came out on the 11th and we're recording this on like on the 25th, like literally two yeah. weeks it's been out. And there's already baby Yoda toys in the store. They, they, oh, yeah. they knew this shit was coming. They planned for it. They got it ready. But I'm wondering if like, I don't know how many episodes they're planning, but I'm, I'm wondering if they're, I'm wondering if something's going to happen in the Mandalorian that's going to tie into the last, uh, the, the rise of this, rise of Skywalker episode nine. I have a feeling that, you know, something that's going to happen in one, you know, something that happens in, in the Mandalorian is probably, cause it makes sense, you know, even if I have like 10 episodes, it's going pretty much right up to fucking, uh, Christmas and maybe there'll be something, but then again, you know, that's also assuming that people that, you know, there, are, there's going to be people going to see episode nine who don't watch the Mandalorian, who, you know, who, who don't watch all the extra shit and they don't watch rebels and they don't watch, uh, you know, clone wars or anything like that. So, I mean, they, maybe they, maybe there isn't, but you know, I, I, part of me, the nerd in me was like, maybe there'll be something that, you know, that'll ex- be explained in the rise of Skywalker. Um, but we also have to keep in mind that that's a movie that a bunch of people who aren't giant super duper fans are going to watch also. So you can't really throw too much at them. Um, you know, they're finally going to introduce the Knights of Ren and the rise of Skywalker, it seems a little late. Um, you know, I'm sort of like, you know, they've been, they mentioned the Knights of Ren. Once again, the wonderful Mr. Ryan Johnson should have gotten into it in his movie. He didn't. Um, so, uh, you know, they, they're going to bring them in. So, I mean, then again, you know, I mean, uh, Kylo Ren as the bad guy does need his crew, uh, or maybe at the worst, like maybe like, Maybe he wants to flip and turn good, and maybe his crew is like, no, fuck you, we're evil. So maybe that'll happen. I don't know. Once again, just purely speculating. Um, on this, see, I don't want to get into it because there was, the, you know, the baby Yoda, luckily, I mean, that was a surprise, but everyone's kind of been spoiled. The end of the most recent episode, also, there was a really fucking cool reveal. And, uh, now, mind you, this show is, um, I don't know if every episode is, but, you know, you got John Favreau, who did Iron Man. I know he's writing them and he's like the showrunner. And, uh, Dave Filoni, 
is like the director. Or he's definitely the director of the first episode. Um, so Dave Filoni and Dan- John Favreau working together making this uh, show. And in the last episode, in the last of, of uh, the end of episode three, there is something which kind of feels like it's a nod to Iron, and it's kind of it's kind of funny. But uh, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to spoil it, but that was kind of cool. Um, for some reason, I think it was the anniversary of the release of Justice League, and then all over the internet, like people that were involved in the movie were tweeting out release the Snyder cut it was like mm-hmm. like Gal Gadot tweeted it Ben Affleck tweeted it I I, I want to see other people from the I was I was looking at I I know more people have and the only two I could definitely confirm were uh, Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck and it's it's sort of weird because for major and also in recent news even Henry Cavill said like I forgot I, I don't know the exact quote but he basically said like he's up to being Superman again if they need him to come back and play Superman like he, like he said something like I never said I'm not going to be Superman anymore now of course you know we all know that you know uh, Ben Affleck is pretty much out but that's the whole that's what kind of blew my mind is that Ben Affleck, who's who pretty much said he's out of it, you know, and over here developing the the Matt Reeves Batman with uh, which you know they've announced that you know, uh, uh, you know Andy Circus is going to play uh, Alfred. Um, shit, who else? Andy Circus is going to play Alfred. They, there, there was a speculation that Jonah Hill was going to be in it, but then he kind of fell out. Who's the other? I forgot the other people from the Matt Reeves uh, Superman. But my point being is that like obviously Ben Affleck kind of he said he's out, but then he's going to tweet release the Snyder cut. So. So I'm wondering what the hell's going on back there. Unless he did it just to be kind of like trolling. But then again, Gal Gadot and, and Ben Affleck are two major players in the movie. Um, so I'm wondering what they're going to do with the, the Snyder cut. Um, I was listening to another podcast and they, you know, they were speculating that what if when Warner Brothers comes out with their Warner Brothers app, you know, when they finally put out their fucking release, their, their streaming service, what if they decide to put out the Snyder cut on that app? That I think would, that's what's going to end up happening. That would be, <laughs> you know, and they have from now to whenever that app comes out for them to kind of like, like piece together whatever they can and CGI whatever they can, um, you know, because they could they could have this this universe continued. I mean, and then uh, unfortunately, I, I say unfortunately, you know, the Joker movie did so good, and once again, I I I, I still I'm opposed to the Joker movie, but it did so well that they uh, they have they said that they're going to do a sequel, and it's sort of weird. Like, how do you do a Joker sequel? Like, you know, I guess it's more of an origin story, more of his early joker before he becomes joker i don't know what the fuck they're planning to do with it but they they've approved the sequel todd phillips has been greenlit um but you know because the movie made a billion literally made a billion dollars so you know uh what the first r-rated movie in history to make you know i mean i'm not the biggest fan of joaquin phoenix and like i was looking up on i guess joaquin phoenix is half puerto rican that's i learned something new but his brother river phoenix isn't i think his mom had kids with different guys or whatever so i think joaquin's dad is puerto um and plus joaquin is kind of like a spanish name uh there was an episode of South Park. Did you see the episode of South Park with Macho Man, Randy Savage? <laughs> or No, not, not I, with, I saw the, the pictures of it. Yeah, not with, I mean, not with Macho Man, but uh, it was sort of goofing on the, uh, how when they have like transgender athletes where like a, a man, someone who used to be a man had the surgery to, you know, to now are, they're a woman. But since, you know, the guy already has broad shoulders and strong upper body strength, you know, these guys, they're like MMA fighters and stuff like that, where, and I say guys, I don't mean to be unwoke, <laughs> but, you know, people who were once men are now competing with women and are dominating because they still have the upper body strength and they still have strong, you know, bone structure and stuff like that. So in this one, they took it to the extreme where it was literally Macho Man Randy Savage saying his name was like, you know, Sandra or some shit like that. Yeah. And, and once it, it's one of those deals where, 
you know, obviously, yes, you could sit there and say, you know, it's insensitive and stuff like that. But, you know, South Park being what they are, it's like, let's take it to the fucking extreme. Let's have Macho Man, Randy Savage, full beard and everything. Uh, I mean, obviously, it wasn't Macho Man, but someone doing a Macho Man impersonation um, as as a quote unquote female athlete. And so, I mean, was it very insensitive? Yes, but I think it was funny and they kind of, you know, they made their point. Um, you know, South Park has been just, you know, once again, they're, they're, this past season's also been pretty good. And then I think my last, and it's just, it's just to mention it because it's out there. Uh, there's this game Death Stranding, which is made from the same guy, Hideo Kojima, who did like all the Metal Gear Solid games. And it's literally a game about walking across the United States. I mean, I don't know if it's in real time or anything like that, but it's to be like a post-apocalyptic future and you know there's a whole network of people who deliver things on foot so the whole point of the game is like balancing boxes on your back and and walking and i and i and like you're literally walking from like new york to chicago or some shit like that you know so it's one of those deals where like people who are reviewing the game because i've been watching a bunch of reviews because i've been thinking about getting it i mean not that i have time i still have fucking red dead redemption 2 that i haven't even touched and i haven't finished spider-man yet um uh, but uh you know i've been looking at this death trending so by the time i get around to it i'll probably it'll probably be like 20 bucks at GameStop when <laughs> it's not famous anymore um but it, you know it's so ridiculous but it, it you know looks like it's fun but once again it, it, a lot of people saying you either love it and you take it in for all the quirkiness or you fucking hate it because it's boring as fuck because you could imagine walking from new york city to, to chicago and so on and so forth so uh that's all i have in my notes anything you want to throw in there before we sign uh, i think we've uh <laughs> i think we've destroyed this this episode enough so okay so let's wrap it up that's, that's what, what she, she said. said uh please visit two strangers one podcast.net and com for all things show related you can find links to our itunes page you could if you have an iPhone, iPad, or iPod, you can download all, not all our episodes, but you can download the past couple of years worth of episodes of our SoundCloud. Um, and if you don't have an iPhone, iPad, or iPod, uh, you can download us on, if you have an Android device, you can download us on Stitcher. That's <laughs> S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, the Stitcher app for Android devices. Where you can find, um, once again, the same amount of episodes on Stitcher. Uh, because everything is hosted on our SoundCloud, uh, if you, which is cross-platform, the SoundCloud, uh, where is our, that is our hosting site. I make, I make the episodes available for download and I'm, I'm sorry. My brain just stopped working for a second. Um, so you can find us there. Uh, we want your money. We need your money. But until we do that, uh, you can find us on facebook.com slash two strangers, one podcast. And it takes two seconds. To share and like this episode it takes two seconds to share and like our page. So once again, you don't have to give us. I mean, we want your money, but until you give us the money, uh, you can help and support the show. Show your support, show your love by uh, sharing and liking our page on Facebook. Uh, you can write to us. I looked up before the episode. Oscar hasn't written to us. I guess Oscar's fallen back into the crevice wherever he came from. Um, uh, and you can write to us at two strangers one podcast at gmail.com. That's two strangers one podcast at gmail.com. Um, and for the episodes that aren't up on SoundCloud or aren't up on iTunes or aren't up on Stitcher, you can find all the first like five or six years worth of episodes on YouTube. Just look on two strangers, just go on YouTube and search for two strangers, one podcast. You could also find my stranger vlogs. Uh, you can find, uh, my, I, I, put out three albums worth of music out there under my, uh, my, my pseudonym XLNYC. Uh, you can find my audiobook 
um, Odd IC, A Tale from the Road, out on uh, on the YouTube page. So plenty, you know, hours and hours and hours of entertainment, uh, audiobooks, music, uh, podcasts, all on our YouTube. Just go for YouTube, search for Two Strangers Little Podcasts. You can also find my Stranger Vlogs. Uh, which I have to put up more Stranger Vlogs for this past Comic-Con. Uh, we still have interviews for Comic-Con. We got to post up soon. And I'm trying to think of anything else. You can follow us on Twitter. Twitter, uh, just to look for us on Stranger Podcast. And, oh, for on Stitcher, you can find all the podcasts worth listening to. Mark Maron's What the Fuck, WTF, and Kevin Smith's Modcast. And, of course, Paul's other baby, the Tanami Faithful Podcast, uh, all available up on Stitcher. And I can't think of anything else. I acquiesce the 40 you, sir. All right. So you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. You can email me like Oscar doesn't already knows how to do. It's Paul Pascrillo at TunamiFaithful.com. And uh, along with finding me on the Tsunami Faithful podcast, you can also find me on every once in a while on the Demon Slayer podcast, which you guys should be listening to if you're a fan of the anime Demon Slayer. So please check that out if you can. It's uh, TunamiFaithful.com slash Demon Slayer podcast. So please check that podcast out if you would. Well, we certainly hope you guys enjoyed listening. Had as much fun as we did recording. Thank you for listening to Two Strangers, One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. Don't be a stranger. Peace. We're out. Bye. You should be fapping. Here we go, man. Go ahead. You want to read Double Jackpot. What is it? It is a self-published book by Christopher Cologne. Chris Cologne? Smells good to me. But... <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. That broke that fucking cold little exterior. He's like, hee hee. But it is spelled C O L O N. Him, punny. But. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a book about a comic book artist, Eric, who is in a loveless relationship with a materialistic Lynette. I feel you, Eric. Oh, fucking. Are you sure I didn't write this? Uh, I, I, it sounds hauntingly familiar. He starts cheating on his girlfriend with a more creatively. Sorry, creatively supportive woman, Nadia. I I gotta meet her. Where's the Nadia? There's your summer girlfriend. Summer Nadia! Is Nadia. Nadia? Yeah, I think Nadia spelled with an A. Alright. Both Lynette and uh, Nadia play the double jackpot, the largest payout in Lotto history, much like the recent Powerball. Both girls play his birth date as the winning winning numbers. Eric is now stuck between two of the country's richest women. Who will he choose? It's not that simple. This is a clever fucking idea, yeah, man. Is. Look at her. Fucking, she's impressed. I am. Summer, she got some summer reading. Uh, Christopher mm-hmm. Cologne smells real lovely with an original idea. Is this? I've never heard this before. I haven't either. This is a self-published book, much in the indie spirit as Kev's Clerks. Oh, you don't even need to name check me. This is just a good idea. You could stand on your own, man. You don't even have to be like... Hey, remember Clerks? This is nothing like that. This is way more original than Clerks. This is a good idea, man. Why didn't I think it is? I need something to read. This book is part of the Comic Books Heavy Metal Video Games Trilogy Book 2. Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, coming soon. Right on, man. It's part of a trilogy. This is the first part. Way to write, man. He's seeking a literary agent. Motherfuckers, anybody out there? There ain't no literary agents listening to this show, I assure you, sure. Sure. I assure you, sure. But somebody know a literary agent? Uncle motherfucker up! Chris Cologne come up with an original idea. I should tell Raskin. That's a good fucking idea, to be honest with you. That's a fucking rom-com right there. Megan, get Raskin on the phone. (laughs) Isn't it possible to get Raskin on the phone? No? Yeah. 
I want to run it past him, man. I want to, and if it happens, I get a taste, Chris Cologne. I get a, a whiff, if you will. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. That's lulu.com. I understand that. I just want to spell it out. <laughs> Normally one says it, that spells it still. Lulu.com. What is that? Do you know what it is? I don't know. All right. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. Search for Double Jackpot Christopher Cologne. A paperback version of the book is $15 and a PDF file is only 5 bucks. Five dollars is yeah. insanely inexpensive. Fifteen is not even that bad for a for paperback version. No. This is a million dollar idea right here. Like a, a fucking a movie about a dude who fucking is stuck between two chicks, both of who play his birthday and win the lottery. Come on. Come, I, like I can it. see that trailer. Chris Cologne is on to something. Nobody else can smell it but me. I'll read it. Thank you. I'm going to make that smelly joke. I all. know. You're trying to get me to laugh again. It worked once. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a self-published book by Chris Cologne, man. It's the first book in his comic books, heavy metal video games trilogy. Book two, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, should be coming out soon. Get all the information at Chris Cologne, like a motherfucker, and his totally book, read this. Double Jackpot. I'm serious. I'm going to recommend that to fucking Raskin. That's, how is that not a movie? You know what I'm saying? This could be a sexy movie. You could do an R-rated version. There could be nudie in it, and you could sell them fucking both chicks. Maybe a little penetration. Maybe a butthole shot. No butthole, no care. I would like to formally apologize to Christopher Cologne right No, now, sex sells. <laughs> Chris Cologne will appreciate that. He's like, thanks for throwing a few buttholes in there, man. Don't forget to check out twostrangersonepodcast.net, your one-stop resource for everything show-related. You can find links to subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. You could also find links to buy my book, Double Jackpot, on twostrangersonepodcast.net. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out.